Drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. Boom. I call chemtrails mullet clouds. Redneck mullet is a lifestyle. Big hair, clowny publishing company. Not of my cousin just goes and kisses you, darling. Is that all right? I like this Wonder Bread bimbo guy. <laughs> I was going to fucking barbecue a bunch of child molesters. A man can't be a burger. Warning, you're about to make friends with this guy. Kidneys, get your kidneys here. You passing out buttholes? You make a lot of money with the butthole lips. I just shit weird. It's all about them shits.com, man. Yeah. Those kids are fatty. My mom never listens to me. You put ashes on your forehead and snip off a penis? That's funny as shit. You haven't accepted Christ, you fucking pussy. Everybody in Mexico is named Jesus. Every day I've ever been on. Lots of holes in lipstick. Get your boyfriend's COVID hands in your vagina. Give you fuckers a big old clip. You are one with QAnon. I want to see an all-out fight between QAnon and flat earthers. Why don't you just keep six feet away from me and you won't get hit with a fucking knife? This is bullshit. Sweet Papa Man. Sweet Papa Man. Sweet Papa Man. Sweet Papa Man. Who the fuck, Ruth? Uh, are you using Botox? No, it's AIDS. You got into dementia, ironically? I scream like a woman. I'm down for consensual gnoming. I identify with a sexless bear. Fuck you, Bobby. Fucking Bobby. Your very existence is causing pain. You're the worst, Bobby. Let me be in Bobby land. I want to be in Bobby land. Haters in the house. Are you tired of asking who's your daddy? This is going to make your dad uncomfortable. Oh yeah, my dad ate me. He was part of this project, Cum. How is Cum Rust different than regular Rust? I haven't come since it arrived. Good luck getting that jizz out of me. Now let's all do some coke off of my dick. Well, too high. Now I can't do anything productive. Come to the land of abortion and honey. We all call it Kid Rock's Big Tourist Trap and Syphilis Pit. It's a pussy-based economy. At Whole Nut Quarter. I feel like I will be horrifically disappointed. If you have a complaint, then get fucked. This is what Orwell warned us about. Boom. Indecorous. The Invisible Man is taking his shit and I'm pissing on his balls. You old bastards. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lots for love type of situations. Impolite. People always fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Welcome to episode 100 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 50 of season 2. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy show, either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my right is Ian. Welcome to the wacky 100 episode. That's right. And to my left is Bobby. Uh, I think if we're going to be referring to this episode as wacky, uh, I'm out. <laughs> All right, so that's the last you'll hear of Bobby for this episode. Mission accomplished. How about we do kooky? Will that work for you, yeah. Bob? How about wackadoodle? We <laughs> used that one time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In a few minutes, our guests, huh? They're gonna have guests. Yeah, the yeah. Plural. The wacky part. Plural. Yes, right. We'll be joining and we'll be answering listener questions, talking about indecorous news. We'll be diving deep. Into the dark history of indecorous comedy. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then we'll close it all out with indecorous laws. 
Minnesota, which will be our last Indecorous Laws segment of the podcast, just like we did last season. Remember, we did Pornhub comments last season, yep. and then Close, we were like, all right. strong. Yeah. Yep. You guys better work on getting some additional states ratified. Uh, otherwise, That's too. right. Puerto Rico, we're looking at you. Yeah, we better conquer Mexico soon. Otherwise, we're out of a segment. <laughs> Before we start out with the actual show, we have to do what we try to always do when we have these. It's corrections, clarifications, and apologies. This is the whole, going to be the whole episode, right? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Crazy. For the whole season, that's just going to yeah. be... No, I, what I wanted to say that is, because uh, remember, Ian was off for a few episodes. Well, Ian is officially back. Yeah. And I know he was here for the last episode, episode or two, but I think this is what really officializes Ian's comeback, is that we now have to make a correction on <laughs> something that Ian says. So this really officializes Ian being back on the podcast. On episode 98, Ian said that the Make-A-Wish Foundation was not granting wishes to unvaccinated kids. You remember this, Ian? I do, because I saw that shit on the internet. You saw it on the internet. Dude, can we have one episode where Ian isn't spreading lies about the Make-A-Wish Foundation? No, the answer to that is no. So this is the correction. That is not true. Per the Make-A-Wish Foundation's website, quote, Make-A-Wish has not, does not, and will not deny wishes to children who are not vaccinated. So that is not true, Ian. I will say it's not completely unfounded what they were doing, because I had to do research since you didn't want to do it, Ian, <laughs> is that they what they were saying is that if any kid had a wish that required them to fly out, they would not be able to satisfy that unless they were vaccinated because of the implications of somebody flying without a vaccine. But they made it very clear. They're like, yeah, if anybody wants to have a wish that doesn't require flying, we will still do that. But of course, Ian, you just saw the headline and ran with it as you do. <laughs> so yeah, I think this is, it's very interesting because uh, I think that we got to give a little backstory on. Yeah. So I'll go back a little bit further than that and explain mm -hmm. kind of the genesis of how the podcast got put together, a few guys hanging out, some bad decisions. So act one, it was just me and Carlos talking. And I think I casually mentioned, you should do a podcast. Yeah. And you said to me, that'd be great. I just don't know shit about the technology. I was like, you know what? I could probably help out with that. Let's talk sometime. Well, no, actually, no. You, I think what I actually said was, fuck you, fag. <laughs> but I appreciate you being diplomatic about it. And then we showed Carlos what a microphone was. And he's like, I'm in. Yeah, that's like, I can use this to mimic a penis. So literally like a year went by and we never talked about it again. And then like another year went by because we never tried to do anything. So now we're like down two years. We've never done literally anything until yeah. one day, I think that we were just hanging out again. And I said, I think I have an idea for a podcast finally. Cause we and, and once again, Carlos said, shut up. Fat. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's basically what I say anytime that Ian opens his mouth. <laughs> that's why it takes me so long to edit the podcast is because literally every time he says that, <laughs> I have to edit myself out saying shut up fact so basically we had some ideas and we were really I was like I've got two ideas for the podcast it can be either option one we call ourselves the WNBA rap but we never once mentioned the WNBA and then option two was we do a show about horrible shit that happened throughout history where we only talk about the WNBA yeah, because <laughs> that's the most horrible thing that ever happened in history was the WNBA. And the first segment that I ever thought of and conceived of, because to get the show content, was this story about dominoes. 
about the Noid. Oh, and yeah. we've never we've never aired that segment. But that was the very first idea of the show. But you made a video of it that our fans probably have watched on the YouTube page, but we never actually we never put, put it on, on YouTube. an actual episode. Yeah, we never put on I think it's only on Patreon, by the way. But maybe yeah, I think it's only on Patreon. Is it only okay. Yeah, YouTube booted it for copyright. Yeah, that's, probably. Right, that's right. So the original premise of the entire podcast we've never done before, but we're doing it tonight. Special 100 episodes, so we'll do the bit that kind of inspired the whole podcast. That works out. Here's the other correction again, Ian. So like, there's another one on me in episode 99 from last week. We talked about one of the questions that we got asked, who is the most famous person that you ever driven? And uh, Bobby, you had... Todd Barry, which you pissed off to all hell. Oh, yeah. He might, he might still hate me to this day. If oh, oh he definitely oh, does. Yeah. I talked to him yesterday. He's still... He, <laughs> he was just fuming. <laughs> yeah, you're the one whose name may not be mentioned, is what he said. <laughs> but I talked about the most famous person that I've had in my car was Tom Segura. I gave him a ride back to his hotel. And then I said, after I dropped him off, I had to take an Uber back to the condo because I was too drunk to drive. So the assumption was like, and Paul Hooper mentioned this, like, so you were just hammered out of your mind, which I kind of just like didn't really address very much. But I wasn't. I wasn't drunk out of my mind when I drove up to this hotel. But when we went to the hotel, we hung out at the bar and then we had more drinks. All right. So after okay. we got to where I delivered him, I got very, very hammered to the point where I was like, okay, I can't drive home. So I didn't want it to be out there that I'm like, oh, like Tom Segura doesn't give a fuck. He'll just let any fucking drunk asshole drive him back to the The man hotel. has a child, Carlos. Well, he didn't then. But still, though, <laughs> still, though, I don't want it to so it was be out there. perfectly acceptable <laughs> yes, to, go, right. to go from very drunk to out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so I just want to make that clear. It was like, yeah, I wasn't hammered out of my mind when we left the comedy club. But then we went to a bar when we got to where he was staying. And then I got hammered and then I got a Uber. So, no, it's Tom Segura is not an asshole that just lets uh, drunk drivers drive around. He's an asshole for every other reason. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> But not for that one. He's not letting drunks just fucking drive around recklessly around Huntsville, Alabama. That's where we were. Tell the truth. You would have failed a breathalyzer. I mean, yeah, but who doesn't, man? You can have a, <laughs> if you do mouthwash with Listerine, you'll fail a breathalyzer, to be honest with you. That's the way that shit works. So, so what's interesting to me is like 100 episodes now, I've never seen any of our fans give a, you know positive feedback. Really love the show, guy. Like, no one's ever hit me up and been like, hey, Ian, just wanted to say... Great job. But every episode after episode, they're always hitting Carlos up saying, you know what? I'm going to nitpick some petty bullshit about one little detail. It's oh, it's of... not. No, it's not always the fans. It's me. A lot of times <laughs> it's just me. I'm Sometimes, just a petty yeah. asshole about accuracy. And more importantly, you think people are listening to this show? <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> what fans? Uh, we're going to welcome our first guest tonight. Oh, actually, you might not be the first to be honest with you. I'm not really sure because we're, we're recording out of order. But let's just say, let's welcome our guest, Matt Fulcher on, everybody. Full charge. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's up? How's it going? I just, you know, I, I got to tell you, I feel like the first guest. <laughs> just based on the fact that we don't know whether I am or not. Makes me yeah. feel like I am the first guest. No, no. It, regardless, you're the most important guest. Thank so. you. That's yes. all I'm trying to get you to say. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe we shouldn't say that in the future because nobody likes going first. I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind going on at 6 p.m. 
getting this over with, getting to my dinner, getting on with my life. <laughs> well, we're going to start out the way we usually do, but we're only going to do one question. And the question that we have today, this one is sent in by Dwayne. And Dwayne asks, if you each had one thing you wish all your friends would have watched or listened to that is no longer being done, that is somewhat obscure, what would that be? And his example is he's a big fan of The Bone Zone. Um, oh, yeah. Walsh's, Brendan Walsh's old podcast. So that's his example. What would be something that you guys think not a whole lot of people watched, but you wish they had? I personally was a big, I didn't watch it when it was on the air, but I was a big fan when I binge watched um, Nathan for you. Like I oh. really enjoyed that show. And I didn't watch it when I was on, on Comedy Central back in the day, but I, eventually somebody told me about it. So I looked it up and streamed it and I, I thought it was fucking great. I was like, how did I not know about this show? Although, I mean, I just don't watch much television to begin with, but I thought that that's a great show that I think is underrated. How about you? Matt, do you think anybody? Yeah. Um, first of all, The Bone Zone is a great answer. That podcast <laughs> is how all podcasts should be. Yeah. It's just, it was off the fucking wall. I got to do it a couple of times. And oh, nice. I, nice. I had to like, you know, you just got to like try to follow those guys' leads because they <laughs> are. And I did fairly normal versions of the podcast. There's times when I think Johnny Pemberton's on where they just make noises for an hour, <laughs> which is just, dude, I went to art school. I'm all about it. I hate all this business savvy shit. Yeah. All this market research shit. I like experimental. But anyway, um, the only thing that really comes to mind just being put on the spot, and I think, I assume I'm older than you guys because I'm older than everyone that's still doing comedy, <laughs> um, is there was a show in 1991, I think, called mm. Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, and I remember it was that. A yeah, yeah. Very, I don't know if it holds up now, but at the time it was very surreal. It was like a surreal one-camera sitcom where absurd things happen, but it was also a teenage comedy so they had you know beautiful women uh, in, in, in the show which you know we, we that's easy to come by now right you pick up your phone and you can see eight billion beautiful yeah. women but back then you had to watch tv <laughs> or like, you'd even pick up a cosmopolitan or something or god yeah. forbid you got the balls to go to the dirty bookstore or the the regular bookstore that's even worse yeah yeah, yeah. um but anyways, Parker Lewis Can't Lose had tons of funny jokes, in my opinion. Tons of It was like surreal filmmaking, sometimes almost like the movie Airplane. Those kind of oh. gags. Oh, okay. Dude, it was great. So I've, I've actually seen this show as well. He coined the catchphrase mental note. And he would just, you know, yes. do that film noir kind of thing, talk to the camera, and then break that fourth wall and say shit. I mean, it's pretty, pretty original at the time. Right. And so interesting, just little fact about it is that... Um, what do you call it? I want to call it a semester. This is how much I'm in show business. That season, they also had a Ferris Bueller sitcom. I, see, I remember that. That kind of went up against Parker Lewis Can't Lose. And Parker Lewis was more Ferris Bueller than Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller went off the air. Parker Lewis reigned supreme. Wow. Unfortunately, <laughs> jumped the shark almost immediately. The second season was nowhere near as good as it. Parker got a girlfriend 
And it was just over. It was all about them trying to meet women and stuff. And they had like, they were like the nerds, but they still had these cool, like secret passages in the school that not even the faculty knew about. Like it was a wild show. Who was in it? Uh, so you got a guy named Corin Nemec, who okay. he's Parker Lewis, and he never really did anything ever again. He did a couple <laughs> things. He was in a House of Pain video. Um, <laughs> we could probably get him, dude. Give him a call. <laughs> you got a guy named the Jerry was like the real nerd with the trench coat and everything, and he had all the gadgets. He was kind of like Data from Goonies in a way. Okay. He had like all the. He was like their intern. He was a freshman. And then you had like a really cool rocker guy named Mikey who end, I ended up writing a script with in, oh, wow. in like the year 2000. Oh, very cool. Which I'm trying not to act starstruck, but I'm at his house. Like I'm fucking chilling with Mikey. The prophecy is fulfilled. <laughs> very cool. You know, that whole thing. <laughs> Do you remember all this just from watching it back then or have you watched it since? I haven't seen it in 30 years. I tried to watch... The pilot, I think in 2010, I got it on Netflix, but I didn't make it through it because the pilot episode just plays the theme song like straight through the pilot episode. And I was going bonkers and I just gave up on it because those are back in the days where you're like, you know what? Fuck this. I can't. You make a snap decision. You put the DVDs back in the mail. They're gone and you're not going to like re get them. You're not going to re submit for them. But no, it really. First of all, there wasn't a lot of cool television back then. So you really remember things that stand out and I used to watch it even the reruns I'd watch it so yeah I remember it all from 30 years ago the name sounds super familiar but I don't know if I ever really watched and it it's one of those things it's it's a two-part question that the guy asked and it's what fringe thing did you enjoy that you wish other people would see mm-hmm. and I do wish other people would see I don't know if I wish other people would go back and watch it now and then write me on Twitter and give their opinion because it's been 30 years and I was yeah. 16 and I was so starved for something original right. and fresh. And there it was on Fox. Okay. Oh, that's the other question I was going to ask. So it was just, it was on Fox. It was on Fox, which Fox used to be kind of a fringe renegade rogue network that played. Right either raunchy stuff or they took chances on stuff or they played to a teenage audience like 21 Jump Street. Yeah. But you got married with children. You got Get a Life with Chris, what's his name? That weird guy that used to be on Letterman. Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. Oh, I yeah. love that show too. Um, yeah. yeah, and they had The Simpsons. Simpsons, you, they took a lot of chances. Right. It was almost like every show that got rejected by the traditional networks, they were like, all right, we'll give you a shot. Right. And Mar- people just like, I don't know if you guys even remember Married with Children. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so copied now. It's so if you watched it now, you'd be like, yeah, whatever. But it was the first sitcom that showed you the family that kind of sucked, right? And right. kind of hated each other. Yeah. I would love to hear somebody pitch that show in 2021. Oh yeah, about a guy that works at a shoe store calling women fat all day. <laughs> well, that that has changed. But the part where they all hate each other and shit on each other is so common. Yeah, you can't even true. have it yeah. any other way now. Yeah, it's very. It's true. like that would be too corny. Uh, how about you, uh, Bobby or Ian? Do you guys have anything that you were into, but not a whole lot of other people were? Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw, it was an animated show called, well, there, there were two. There was Freak Show. These were both on Comedy Central. Freak Show with David Cross 
and a number of other comedians like Janine Garofalo was one of them. Oh, okay, and no, I never saw that. H. John Benjamin. That one was awesome. And uh, there was an animated reality show called Drawn Together that I really enjoyed oh, yeah. that had, had that. some really dark jokes. Drawn Together, I remember. I never saw a freak show. Freak show was really good. You can't find it fucking anywhere. And okay. I, I would totally buy that. And how about you, Ian? So I'm going to go with probably one of the more obscure ones out there. Dave and Steve's Video Game Explosion. What? So this came on at 2 o'clock at night on TBS <laughs> back in year 2000, 2001. Oh, wow. It only ran for like 10 episodes and got canceled because they shat on all their sponsors. <laughs> Sobe was one of their sponsors, and they just sat there and talked about how it looked like and tastes like horse semen. And they did these really <laughs> crazy long segments. And the whole thing was like legit public access TV. It wasn't the whole... <laughs> We're trying to make it as a parody. This was like legit that level of production quality. And it was fucking epic. I mean, they got away with so much shit because no one was watching it. Right. I do remember watching shows on, I don't know if it was TBS or TNT because I get them confused, but like they had Duckman. I remember watching Duckman right. back in the day, like shit like that. I wanted to add one. You reminded me when you mentioned David Cross. If you guys like Mr. Show, and again, yeah. I know I'm a little bit older than you guys, but if you like oh, Mr. Yeah. Show... Right. There was another show on Fox called The Ben Stiller Show. We all know Ben oh, yeah. Stiller. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got that one, it, yeah. It was pretty similar to Mr. Show. It was on somewhat network TV, so it wasn't as racy. But you got Bob Odenkirk, and you had Janine Garofalo, and you had Andy Dick and Ben Stiller, and I think David Cross wrote on it. And there's sketches on there, especially the Bob Odenkirk ones, that might as well have been Mr. Show. Nice. Uh, they had like a Manson sketch and like the Oliver Stone, the ride, like a theme park. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it was like really cool. It was really cool. That's, that's one that I think I eventually watched on DVD and I didn't watch it when it was on because I don't think I was even living in the States when it because it didn't last very long. Right. No. Maybe a season. And again, a lot of it's going to be dated. But these are some of the first things that touched on like that grunge and alternative right. society which mainstream culture did not want anything to do with it. They just had to accept it after a while yeah. because it became so popular. Yeah. Exactly. And these are one of the first shows to be part of that youth movement. They used to have like adults make youth shows, like 50 year old yeah. guys and just be <laughs> right. like, this is what the kids like. Right. And you'd <laughs> yeah. see a kid with a skateboard, but he had no skateboarding clothes. Like they did no research whatsoever, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause there were a lot of like pedophile producers out there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I also hear you on the whole, like, if you watch it now sort of thing, because sometimes, and the, the jokes and the skits or whatever might still be great, but the thing is, since a lot of that stuff has been copied so much, it might be that people that haven't seen the originals might look at it now like, yeah, it's okay, but I mean, I've seen that done. It was like, yeah, but when they did it, it hadn't been done. That was part of the allure of That's it. That's so interesting. It's like, so many artists get it right out of the blue, mm -hmm. and then everyone copies them. Yeah. And then you look back at the original and it's been picked and left for dead. Yes, exactly. Like actually when we had, uh, we just mentioned Brendan Walsh, his new podcast, World Record Podcast, he's got a dude doing like video editing, which is very similar to the, uh, I forget the guy's name, the guy that did the Tim and Eric stuff. Oh, oh, that guy's amazing. I think yeah. he does the Eric Andre show too. That's okay. another one I'm putting in the lineup here. I love the Eric yeah, Andre and show. And it's fucking crazy. And I don't think many people watch it. 
I think you're absolutely right. But so this guy in basically was the pioneer of doing that crazy editing shit yeah. where, it's, where it's become the norm now. So now if it's done, it's like, yeah, that's how crazy comedy shows are. I was like, yeah, but uh, somebody originated it yeah. and they probably didn't get enough the credit that they should deserve for doing that shit. That shit is so original because you can't, sometimes you can't even understand why you're laughing at it. <laughs> right. It's exactly. just, it's funny <laughs> yeah. for some weird reason. You can't yes. put your finger on it. Exactly. I love that. Me too, man. All right, guys, we are going to do our news segment. The headline is, a sex toy company in Asia is borrowing the likenesses of Instagram influencers to create best-selling dolls. And the source of this is Playboy. James True wrote it. And Bobby, you can uh, get us started with this one. About a year ago, Yale Cohen, a popular Israeli Instagrammer, received a message from one of her followers. It linked to a form about sex dolls. The link showed a doll with what looked to be her face. Although its likeness to Cohen is subjective, its inspiration is not. The doll even shares her first name. And in case there was any doubt, the doll's creator proudly explained, Yale is inspired by this beautiful lady, with links to the real Yale. How will she satisfy your great fantasy, he asked. <laughs> the forum users subsequently explained just how. I'm sure they did. And a lot of it involved penis play and dirty talk and playing with their balls and some boob stuff. And also with the ass. And foot guys talked about doing things with her feet. Yeah. So, wow. so these guys are pretty shameless because they basically, they weren't even trying to hide it. They just like, yeah, they put the first name. I've never heard of this person, but I'm sure young people know who these influencers are yeah i mean it's it's fucking crazy and yeah it's dude horrific if you're the person or if it's your daughter or whatever yeah, yeah, exactly. it's just scare it's creepy yeah. to think about and it's so brazen too i mean it's like at least when you get knockoff cereal at the supermarket they have the courtesy of not naming it lucky charms or be like <laughs> yeah. fortune charms or whatever the fuck lucky clovers lucky clovers yeah but these motherfuckers are like nah this is yell yeah what do you want to do with this right it seems like kind of okay when it's porn stars and they consented to this and they market their right. genitals and they make a shit ton of money oh doing for it. sure oh yeah oh, dude. and, oh, wow. and then it's okay. gonna be mentioned too like ian i'll let you do this next one all right the discovery sent cohen into a spin being a woman online already comes with harsh realities being popular on instagram only raises the stakes but someone using your face to make a sex doll with a choice of bodies and a functional vagina is not usually one of them yeah, because I guess that's one of the things that some people try to argue. I guess it's kind of a variation of, oh, then why was she wearing that if she didn't want to get molested sort of thing. It's like, well, why are you on Instagram if you don't want to get your face exploited and made into a sex like, It's you know, what we call blaming the victim. Yes. Yeah. This might be some kind of loophole legal with the international thing or whatever, but nobody wants that. Right. She's never posting a picture like, I hope somebody makes a sex doll out of yeah. me. Yeah. Right. This is going to pay off huge. Yeah, that's right. That's nobody's dream ever. Right. I like how whoever wrote this article or whatever is like, yeah, being a woman online already comes with harsh realities. Uh, imagine what real life is like for them. <laughs> yeah, but I agree with that. But also what he's saying is like, we all deal with it online, but these attractive women, they just get the same nastiness we get as comedians, but like times a hundred with the things that they say they're going to do to them and just yes. the volume, yeah. the straight yes. volume. That's Dudes true. can't handle it. They're like, a compliment isn't going to work. I'm going with this shitty thing to say. Yeah, like nobody but Carlos has threatened to rape me. 
<laughs> well, the thing, dude, it's actually is when I used to do the dating sites and shit like that, you'd lucky if you get a few matches or whatever. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, women, are they're just, it's a deluge. Like, they're fucking turning down people left and right and just fucking freak show of shit. It's like, it, it's hard to, uh, to understand exactly how harsh it is to be a woman online because fucking men are animals, dude. Yeah, and the internet is a disgusting place because obviously people are doing things that they face no consequences. Yes. Yeah. But then look at this using her likeness. Like, it mm -hmm. seems like there's no consequences, or at least there won't be for years to come with this whole right. sex doll thing. Exactly. All right. And actually, Matt, you can do this next paragraph. Okay. In the past few years, what it means to be objectified online has shifted dramatically. Around the end of 2017, deep fakes emerged. These videos could superimpose anyone's face over anyone else's. Needless to say, like most new technologies, it was soon applied to porn. Before long, subreddits spilled over with fakes of movie stars like Emma Watson, Gal Gadot, and Brian Dennehy. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so this is the thing where, I mean, I think we've all seen them by now, where it's just, you can barely tell that it's not the real person doing this shit. Yeah. I don't think the technology's gotten to the point where you can fake somebody murdered somebody, but it does make you think like this is the beginning. It's only a you know of time. somebody in Hollywood could do it, which means somebody at home is going to be able to do it in like five years. Yes, exactly, and that's scary because I've always thought, just kind of going off subject a little bit, but with the death penalty, I'm like, don't give anybody the death penalty unless you have recorded evidence of them murdering yeah. somebody. Well, it's like undisputable. <clears throat> Like, if there's any doubt, just give them life sentence, and then at least they have a chance to prove that they're innocent at some point. <clears throat> but if not even video anymore is going to be reliable, yeah. that's Well, not scary. only that, like, video is going to sway any evidence. Because you get a couple people on the jury, and they're like, <clears throat> yeah, he said this, and he said that, but I saw this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The other part of it, too, is, like, people don't, don't really understand the technology. I mean, <clears throat> basically, I'm talking about old people. It doesn't even have to be a good ai thing they're swayed by just the most rudimentary edits and shit they'll be like oh, i saw it on the screen that's got to be true dude you know when there's like a, a show it'll have like a dramatization of an actual event oh yeah, yeah. My, my grandmother used to think that those were like the event being recorded like she well, thought they were all real <laughs> she was like wow that's crazy they had that on tape like that i on top of all this i don't think Half the people in a jury box understand the, what is it, the benefit of a reasonable doubt beyond? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think people even understand that concept at the time. It's like, nah, I think he did it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I always did wonder, too, about if you're an actor, like I, I used to watch America's Most Wanted back in the day. And if you're the actor playing the criminal, how many times is that guy getting reported as the guy that yeah. was the murderer <laughs> that they're looking for? You know, because he looks exactly like the guy they just showed. I knew a guy who lived in the apartment next to me when I first moved to LA who eventually played like a reenactment on um on one of these crime shows so dreams can come true first of all <laughs> and second of all the guy was kind of a dick so i don't it'd be all right if somebody called the cops on him i guess <laughs> what i'm trying to say all right bobby you can do this next paragraph here. oh i i did want to mention earlier when you were talking about like matching on dating apps and stuff imagine how powerful you'd feel if just every single time you swiped right like you fucking matched with somebody <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh, fuck you. I mean, I think that's part of the appeal is because also you get to swipe left on people like you're under control, like you're the one making the choice right. as if that <laughs> woman would have ever dated you. Yeah. I think that's yeah. part of it. It <laughs> makes you feel like you're under control of who, who, could, who dates you and who doesn't. But instead, you're just putting your picture upside down so people will swipe the wrong direction <laughs> and they hope they'll match with you.
I got a, I I thought like once I was like you know if you ever went to hell hell is just you look over the shoulder of a really really ugly person swiping left on you. <laughs> you swiping left me, fuck you. Like that's hell right there. I think if you pay the monthly fee, you should get to see every single person that rejected you on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, as if that yeah, because there's not enough hate on the internet. Uh, yeah, and you, and you get to hear like like ugh like the noises you yeah. know they're making. Oh, you get to hear them talking shit about you to their girlfriend. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. Look at this fucking. <laughs> Dick. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm posing with a tiger. I'm so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. You can't do that in a country where guns are as easily available as this one. No. All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. Deep fakes may be realistic, but they're virtual. There's no DMCA takedown service to stop sex dolls from existing, however. Owners of these dolls frequently share their exploits on the forums. Sexual activity is usually only implied. Bar the odd discussion about the merits of a built-in versus a removable vagina, or about accurate anus placements. <laughs> the bulk of what owners share is painfully pedestrian. Photo sets depict Yale shopping, or maybe enjoying a day in the garden, or listening to indecorous comedy. The most lit <laughs> podcast in the blogosphere. YOLO. Uh, sometimes these innocent scenarios seem more invasive, as though someone took a piece of Cohen's soul and forced her to live with them. Or even worse, forced them to listen to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the other point that they were trying to make here. Is like a lot of these guys are just fucking lonely. Yeah, like they're not necessarily just trying to have a fuck fest with the doll. It's almost like it becomes their actual girlfriend. Yeah, right? and that's. I mean, on one level, I can see how that could be good, but it's not real. But on the other hand, a lot of the misery that we're talking about on the internet. And a lot of the violence in the world, I think, comes from loneliness. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I think we should be nicer to the lonely on some level. This is not the way, but... Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, don't, I have nothing against these lonely dudes getting yeah. the doll. But back to this thing, it's like, all right, just make it some generic face. Yes. Because honestly, I think a lot of the guys that are getting this doll probably don't even know who this person is. True. You know, they just say, oh, that's a pretty face, I, getting that doll. And then there's, but there's definitely at least two sickos. Oh, yeah. We're like, I got Yale. Yeah, look yeah. who my girlfriend is. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Well, you get the Yale doll to go with the Yale tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, just a match. All right, sex dolls made in the likeness of real people aren't new. The difference here is that Cohen isn't a porn star. She was never approached by the company. She never gave her consent. And she receives precisely nothing from any sales. Jade Stanley, founder of the UK-based sexdollofficial.com, offers licensed porn star dolls. Each time someone buys one of Stanley's licensed dolls, the performer can expect around $500. But it isn't the money that bothers her, it's the loss of control. And when you're trying to carve out a career based on your personal brand, control is everything. Uh, let me tell you, as somebody that has had their joke ripped off from my half hour <laughs> special and put in some oh, kid's... Oh, wow. So it was put in some kid's yearbook quote, right? Oh, my and God. Then really? it went, oh, and then it went viral on one of those joke thieving Instagram accounts. Like, um, uh, what do they call oh, it? Like fat, the fat Jew? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Fat Jew, yeah. That's what the guy calls himself to anyone listening. I doubt you have listeners that are very offended. Yeah, that wasn't just my <laughs> description of him. That's how he describes every Jew, Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> but that guy put out other people's content. So he stole from that kid's yearbook and that kid was stealing from me. And it had a million more likes than I could ever wow. get off the fucking thing. Wow. You know what I mean? That's fucking, that sucks. Dude. And it's a terrible joke, by the way. <laughs> so you can't even, it's one of those things where you can't even report the crime. You're like, I'll just let that go. 
Yeah, that you know, I hadn't even thought about that. What if they copied this woman but uh, made her vagina look horrible? Like, oh, at least get it right. <laughs> it would bother you. It would bother you. Yeah, it really, yeah. All right, Ian, you can do this next paragraph. All right. Upon hearing about what happened to Cohen, Stanley was appalled, saying it's not uncommon for individuals to ask for dolls based on real people, but usually it's an amalgamation. Ariandi Grande eyes, Kira Knightley's nose, Dennis Farina's mustache. That kind of thing. It's like a modern-day version of weird science where clients program their perfect woman into a computer and out pops Kelly LeBrock. But these are one-offs, not for mass productions. Is the uh, is the world getting crazy enough for you guys? Because I feel like I'm going insane with these, <laughs> these realities. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, and then, you know, speaking of old shows, weird science, I forgot about that one, too. That's another one that I used to watch. Well, I mean, it was the movie, and then they had a show like on TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you watch that. It's amazing how much cultures change when you watch one of these 80s movies. Oh, yeah. So there's so much homophobic and racist shit in this movie, which at the time was totally normal. It's weird. Yeah, it is. I mean, we had a pod. I don't even know how we got into it, but just talking about how if you watch like uh, Revenge of the Nerds or something. Oh, my God. That's a bad one. Oh, yeah. Sexualizing minors all over the place. Well, and a dude apparently just basically rapes a chick pretending that she thought it was her boyfriend or something. Yeah. He impersonates her boyfriend. He keeps a mask on during essentially a costume party. There you go. But he fucks her so good, she falls in love with him. (laughs) So it's okay, right? (laughs) And there's another one where all the nerds put cameras in a sorority house and watch them shower. Oh, yeah. That I remember. You would be the biggest creeps in the world if you put that in a movie now. They would be the bad guys in the movie. Dude, and this one isn't even that old, but American Pie basically did that yeah. with the, the camera yes. and the inside oh, the yeah. guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you seen Woodstock 99, that documentary? Yeah, I just saw it yesterday. So there's all this, I kind of forgot about it, but there's all this male aggression. And the documentary, like, turns it up a little bit, but it's there. Oh, like, yeah. Like, all these popular bands were just angry bands. Right. And all the movies did shit like that. Yeah, and it was like anger, just like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm biased because I, I always hated Limp Bizkit. I sure. was never a Limp Bizkit fan, so I'm a little biased. Again. Although I still don't wouldn't blame them for the whole thing. You I can't blame think, them, you know, but it was definitely no. just like this aggressive, like, right. break. They, they even had songs about breaking shit for no reason. Just like breaking shit. That's exactly right. That's what I was going to say is breaking shit for no reason. Whereas they also had rage against the machine, but at least their rage had a purpose. They yeah. had a message yeah. to what the fuck they were rocking out to. Limp Biscuit was just like, yeah, let's just fucking break shit it's almost, for no reason. It's almost like current culture put in two bands. You got like the Limp Biscuits. They're like the Capital Rioters. Not necessarily, mm-hmm. but like the fans and stuff. There's that vibe. I'm not trying to put that yeah. on anybody. No, no. But I then Rage Against the Machine, they were like, fight the power. Like, like specifically yes. fight this power, right. fight that power. Whereas Limp Biscuit was just like, fuck it, tear everything down. Everything, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Matt, you can do this next All one. All right, adult performers have long endorsed specific body part replicas too. You can buy fleshlights cast from the private parts of dozens of adult performers. Misty Stone has all three of her orifices available for purchase. A full doll made in her likeness. For her, it's a lucrative second income. When I first started with Fleshlight, those checks were fucking amazing, Stone says. I'd get 12000 10000 6000 here, 8000 there. Her only regret is not having more orifices to make available for purchase. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> yeah, this is what we were talking about earlier. I mean, people that legit do this, man, fucking make a killing. I also will say, though, man... 
this sounds to me like I can't believe they're actually fucking doing direct replicas to the millimeter of these vaginas and assholes. It's just kind of like, yeah, she signed off on it. It's close enough. Like, I can't uh-huh. believe they're being that clinical. And also, it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's plastic. Yeah, that's the it's other part. Plastic. Yeah, exactly. You can make it the right size, but it's not a fucking person. <laughs> What's funny is that they yeah. could do a perfect replica of most of these porn stars' breasts because their breasts are also plastic. So right. that, that would be the one that you'd want to get if you really want the real thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. There is some precedent for suing a company for using your likeness, like a dude that sued Nestle for using his picture on a Taster's Choice ad. But unlike the doll issue, most people weren't fucking the coffee. (laughs) The plaintiff in that case won and was rewarded with a significant amount of money. However, even if Cohen were to get a ruling in her favor, it would be next to impossible to enforce a court ruling in China where the sex dolls are being produced. Good old China. Yeah, dude. It's one of those where, like, you're kind of fucked. I mean, there's basically nothing you can do. I mean, yeah, all right, you can sue. And even if you win, what, are you going to fucking go to China to collect this fucking money? It's not it's well, kind of fucked. Yeah, it's, you're, it's pretty much just all stacked against you. And if you want to spend the next several years fighting it yeah, to not even being sure if it was really resolved, then mm-hmm. have fun. And the moral question of taking away a child's job sweating in one of those factories in China. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, if, it's, if you shut down the factory, all these children are going to lose their jobs. <laughs> Think of the children. It also costs like hundreds of thousands of dollars to fight shit like, like that. I mean, even mm. if somebody blatantly rips off a product that you've got a patent for, I mean, it, it can cost yeah. upwards of half a million dollars to fight that in court. Yeah. Fucking uh, Full Charge spent like $900,000 just on that meme thing. Yeah. That got, um, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That. And that's like, you know, that's like hundreds and hundreds of times what I made doing that special. So it <laughs> yeah. just was not worth it. I, I don't even do the joke anymore. So it's just a disaster. All right, I'll do this last one. Sometimes the most important judgment is one that hits a little closer to home. When Cohen was asked how her mother felt about the whole thing, she says, took me a couple of weeks to tell her, but when she told her, her mother was surprised and supportive. Of course, she'd rather I stay as a software engineer and not be on Instagram, but they love me for me. It's a pretty big flex, though, isn't it? I mean, for any any person from any walk of life to say, there's a pocket pussy made in my likeness, that's kind of a cool flex. I guess so. I guess it does. Uh, it does. I don't know if legitimizes the right word, but it does confirm the fact that you're an attractive person if somebody's going through the trouble of actually replicating you. I don't know if it's worth the trouble. I mean, actually, to be honest with you, I wouldn't care. <laughs> you know, maybe that just says something about me. <laughs> you would take the flicks and the bragging rights. Yeah, yeah, I would be like, hey, wow, that's awesome, dude. Can I have at least one for free? I mean, I wouldn't do anything with it. I mean, but you can, you can bet it comes up in casual pillow talk. Yeah, I would just yeah, bet dude. at least once. She was like, that's why they made a mold of that pussy. You know, just yeah, between that's right. consenting adults. <laughs> I guarantee you there's a little bit of shit talk. At least once. Yeah, absolutely right. All right. Matt, man, thanks so much for taking the time to do the podcast, man. Really appreciate I it, I love dude. doing it, man. Anytime you guys want. Dude, thanks again, Matt. Yeah, yeah man. Lot, and is there anything you want to plug before we let you go? No, I just quit my podcast, man. Fuck it. Oh, okay. I'm so <laughs> sick of the internet and this whole culture. I'm out, dude. I'm out. All right. Dude, good don't for blame you, me. man. Don't blame you, dude. <laughs> All right, man. Take care, full charge. Appreciate you, brother. See you guys. Bye. (laughs) Take care. 
All right, it's time to welcome our next guest to the podcast, the beautiful Carmen Morales. Carmen, how are you, sweetheart? Hi, so good to see you. I've missed you guys. How you been? I've missed you too. I hope you don't take offense to me calling you sweetheart. It's just that I have a deep adoration for you. Uh, no, I would I would take offense if you called me a dumb cunt. Oh, okay. All right. no, no. Because I'm not dumb, okay? Well, I mean, we'll we'll find out. uh, Oh no, is there a quiz? I was lying. I'm definitely dumb. (laughs) Well, I mean, okay, we established that, but we'll get to the cunt party. All right, Carmen. We are starting the podcast with questions sent from our millions of fans across the world, and this question is sent from Stephen. Stephen asks. Should Medicaid cover butt plugs as a therapeutic device? Why? Why not? <laughs> no, they shouldn't. Why not? Because it's an, it's an accessory. Like there's alternative therapy. Yeah, I mean, it's just also like trying to get somebody to pay for a pocket pussy as well. It's just, yeah, you, you can't, just can't. It's not going to be. There's there's enough people dying where it's like, all right, dude, buy your own stick to shove up there. Come on. Yeah, you know what? I was on the fence about this before, but once you put it that way, Carmen, I think I agree with you because originally I was like, all right, you put a thing up your butt that makes you feel better. Well, okay, that's a therapy. But yeah, you're right. There's other ways that you can. I'm going to be a contrarian and go the opposite way. Oh, no, here we go. But I I have medical article backing me up. So recently, as it were, in uh, Harvard, they have a contest called the IG Nobel Prize, yeah. and they just awarded the prize to a doctor who was able to cure hiccups with a vibrating anal massager. Oh. So it is, in fact, is a goddamn physical therapy tool for curing hiccups. Um, I, that's also like a lot of Harvard dudes patting each other on the back because like they all have dirt on them fucking each other in their secret little parties. Oh, so yeah, I don't. that really doesn't ha- hold any merit for me. There's nothing medical there. It's just like, Oh, I'm sure if somebody tickled you long enough, maybe you'll forget that you have a headache or something. Like, that's about as much medical as the thing I just made up is. Damn, Carmen, that's a great point, dude. Because I was Possibly like, actually, possible. even for this podcast, I went. we didn't do it, but I was <laughs> one of the stories that I was trying to do for the news is this dude, this Catholic priest, so you probably already know where this is going. <laughs> this guy, he's being tried in court because he was trying to cure homosexuality by fucking his patients. Like, that was his treatment was like, oh, let me cure your gayness. What was his line of questioning? You don't like that? You don't like that? You gay yes. fucks? Is that what you were saying? Right. Was that his research? I mean, we'll have to wait for the trial. But once the transcripts come out, I think you'll be proven right, Carmen. I just want to, I would like to think that the Harvard professor that came up with that and discovered that about hiccups was just proposing that as the solution for everything and this was the final <laughs> oh, yeah, finally the sure. one that stuck you know <laughs> yeah, I also right. think it's all all that's really happening is he was just holding his breath long enough because he was about to come which is just something else you do <laughs> to stop hiccups that's right <gasps> <Yeah>. <gasps> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my hiccups are gone oh okay yeah right <laughs> oddly enough it happened after he came some people get hiccups some people cry you know yes you can't, everybody yes yeah, like bill a butt plug in the ass that's your solution for everything <laughs> all right we're gonna move on to our news story that we want to talk about here the headline is man calling libraries and masturbating to a supreme court opinion sources above the law.com ian tell us more about this right. thing for weeks an unknown man has called libraries around the country asking for a specific supreme court opinion to be read to him as the librarians comply, it becomes clear that he's pleasuring himself to the words of the court. Yeah, court, not cunt. 
Does <laughs> this man happen to be? Is this Louis C.K.'s new king now? It's not. It's not that he's just calling and masturbating. Now he's like, okay, I want you to read me the law too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, great hypotheses. We'll learn more, Bobby. You can do this next paragraph. According to some person on Tumblr, apparently there is a man calling across random libraries across the country, and he's asking for information on a court case, specifically Brady v. Maryland. And when he calls, he claims he doesn't have a computer, so he asks for the case to be read aloud to him. He's called multiple libraries and done this, and the FBI is supposedly involved and can't catch this pervert that's just calling libraries and getting off on librarians reading about some random court case. Okay, well now I have to know what the court case is because this also seems like if it's Brady versus Maryland, I wonder if it's some sort of like family court and this is like an ex-wife and he's like, no, 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 no. read it slower how she doesn't get my shit. Read it slower. <laughs> that's great. That's a fucking great take because I actually did have to look this shit up when I was writing this thing. I was like, all right, what the fuck is this? I didn't think it would be that angle, but I'm glad that you brought it up. I thought thought it would be like some kind of porn Supreme Court case or some shit where they talk about dicks and tits. No, dude. It's mm. all it is is this case is the one that set the president where like if the defense has evidence. Or the prosecution. The prosecution uh, has evidence. Let the guy be innocent. Then they have to present that. That's all it is. Like there's nothing sexual to this. It makes absolutely zero sense. But for whatever reason, this motherfucker loves Brady versus Maryland. Yeah, don't kink shame, bro. That's how he gets off. <laughs> it's all right. Sure. <laughs> uh, all right, Carmen, you can read this next one. Um, okay. Another librarian on Tumblr said, I talked to him. He is absolutely masturbating while you read the court case. He has hit multiple libraries <laughs> across the country. So if you get a blocked number asking for you to read the Brady versus Maryland wiki article while he quote unquote writes it out by hand, get it? Come on, My ladies. God. Hang up. <laughs> Log it. <laughs> Tell your managers. Tumblr user Wyman the Walrus, obviously an expert. <laughs> compared the Brady versus Maryland masturbator to another infamous weirdo saying, is this a creepier, more white collar version of the Wonder Bread bimbo guy? Do you know what this is? I have no oh, clue what that is. I actually had to look this up, obviously. Of course, because... there's a lot of things you had to look up because this is the most bizarre thing. Yeah, but wouldn't it be creepier if I was like, how do you guys not know about Wonder Bread Bimbo Guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, I am the Wonder Bread Bimbo Guy. <laughs> well, what's funny, here's what's funny. And you, I think, Carmen, you would know this. There's a bread company from Mexico called Bimbo. So that's what I yep. thought. Yeah. Remember that? It's, well, I feel you live in California, so you would know, obviously. But it's fucking. Well, it's also in Spain. It's not just South America. It's like Is that right? they, they sell bread. Yeah, they sell bread and it has the crusts already cut off. Is one of the no like, shit. one of their big sales like sales techniques. So if you were ever a child that liked to get your crust cut off on your peanut yes. butter and jelly sandwich, baby, just uh, date Latin women. That's right. Because they'll they'll get that kind of bread <laughs> for right. you. Or Walter White. I don't know if you ever saw Breaking Bad. He liked to cut the crust off his oh, things yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but I had to. It has nothing to do with the bimbo factory. Apparently, there's a dude that his whole thing is he commissions artists to paint drawings of busty sexy women buying wonder bread that's the thing that's what this guy is comparing it to see i like this guy better because there's consent here he's yeah, paying somebody it's commissioned art like you that's I mean, a great point the thing is you can always say no if you if somebody's like if you're an artist and you're approached like i want you to paint this yes a hot chick buying bread you could always go fuck off no i only draw cartoons or whatever the case is 
Um, I like this Wonder Bread Bimbo guy because then he sees the female form as art and maybe just also used to mash white bread around his dick when he was like 12 or something yeah. just because it felt kind of cool, you know? Uh, you know, when you're coming up as a young boy, you put your, you touched your dick to everything. So right, yeah. maybe the Wonder Bread was just like a, an adolescent memory that just really gets him off. Like that's just the one thing he attached himself to and he's paying for it. To me, this is just basically a really roundabout way of getting like a prostitute. So I'm into it. I, like I agree completely with you, Carmen, because who's getting hurt here? He's paying. Yeah, the bread maybe if he's if he's actually fucking bread. Well, maybe point. the but, yeah. bread. As long as the bread never becomes sentient, I think that'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> because then the, then there would be a Wonder Bread bimbo guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. All right, Ian, tell us this next one, man. All right. Meanwhile, another librarian on Facebook suggested the library masturbator may have been trying to jerk it for years, saying, does anyone remember the guy who used to call libraries asking for John Grisham titles to be read to him out loud? I was a victim of that eight plus years ago, and I think he just called again. This time he wanted an entire Wikipedia page read to him. So I'm just forewarning everyone that anyone... Calling for information on Brady v. Maryland. This guy should not be taken serious. Gross. Yeah, hashtag gross. So apparently this motherfucker's been doing it for years. And I guess he was getting off previously to people reading off John Grissom titles, which I don't... Because that's the other part I was saying. I was like, does John Grissom... Read better books, buddy. Jesus yeah, no Christ. Yeah, shit, man, right? <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like... <laughs> Like the firm? Oh, right. I guess maybe I can say the firm, maybe being a little bit, but uh, the client, is the client, awesome. all right. <laughs> all right, Bobby, you can do this next one. Other librarians chimed in with experiences of their own. Felicity Brown, we got this call today. Said his computer crashed and wanted to write down an article that was read to him. It ended with heavy breathing and lewdness. Librarian hung up. Uh, Jamie. I've had this joker twice in my 13-year library career. He asked for the various versions of Row Your Boat, and the other time he wanted Puff the Magic Dragon. Anne-Marie Leonard. We had a lady who would call multiple Arizona libraries asking to have the TV schedule listings read to her. And then what, she was flicking her bean to that one? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that one is just like the random... Yeah, if she was flicking her bean, more power to her if that's all it took. Yeah, dude. Just reading the fucking... Uh... But then also, I bet she was just a librarian that used to date the guy that called for the listings. I think she was just an ex and she just she just missed him. I get it. She just missed him. I hear you. See, I mean, again, this is why I wanted you on the podcast, Carmen. <laughs> because I side with the pervs? Because yes. I too am a perv? Yeah, sure. <laughs> because I'm about to call you at three in the morning and they're like, all right, you understand. <laughs> oh, what? You justify everybody else, but not me? <laughs> And then I'll be like, all right, what do you want me to read? How yes. about the nutritional facts of these vitamin D gummies? Mm -hmm. Plessy versus Ferguson, Carmen. Let's do this. <laughs> all right, I'll do this last one. Apparently, deviants calling libraries is fairly common, so much so that commenter SJ Pro wrote an entire article about the subject titled How to Respond to Perverted Callers, in which she made a plea directing at library managers to, quote, please do not expect your staff to treat masturbation questions asked over the phone <laughs> or any other sexually charged question asked after that as deserving of any answer or response at all. 
Because apparently they were saying, no, you got to take every question seriously because you never know if it's maybe an autistic person that really doesn't know that this is inappropriate. <laughs> an out of control autistic person. Yeah, but she's like, no, I talked to autistic people. They wouldn't do that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're usually a part of one of the attributes of having that disease is uh, you're straightforward. You're not deviant. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Deviant isn't a yeah. symptom of autism. <laughs> Plus, it's usually about trains, so it's fun for everybody, you know? Um, I mean, it depends on your thing. If your thing, like, is masturbation, like, that, even then, I still don't think it's going to be, like, yeah, I still don't think it would be deviant behavior. Nah, I don't, I agree with you, Carmen. Carmen, you are a beautiful person. Thank you for being on the podcast. You're an amazing person, uh, and I love you so much. Thanks, guys, for having me. I'm I'm glad I didn't ruin the podcast. Of course, you'd never ruin it. I'm glad that my... My hand in <laughs> discussing your dynamic too thoroughly didn't uh, didn't change things. You you're perfect, and I will say I'll probably be calling you at three thirty in the morning. I'll talk you through it, man. I got a lot of <laughs> textbooks here. Um, yeah, you just just let me know if you want. I can. Uh... How about a uh, Brown versus Board of Education? Ooh. Why are these all these, <laughs> these are all <laughs> race related? Oh, I get it. You like to edge. I understand. You like a lengthy. <laughs> you like a lengthy court. <laughs> Court records to read. Carmen, anything you want to plug before we let you go? Um, CarmenMorales.com for all of your Carmen Morales needs. Follow me at the Funny Carmen. That's on all the things. It's also my Venmo if you're rich and enjoyed my voice. All right. Thank you, Carmen. Love you. Thank you. Love you too. Thanks, Carmen. Thanks. Bye. Let's welcome our next guest, Andy Andrist. Andy, how are you, sir? Good to see you, my Hi. friend. I'm doing great. Hey, man. You look great. Nice to see you. Yeah. You're our only guest that is not embarrassed to show their face on this podcast. So I appreciate yeah. you for that. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, living large here. Yeah. I see you're <laughs> at the Andrist compound there. I, I am. I am. Yeah. My subletting. <laughs> <laughs> That looks like a sweet little setup you got there, man. I know. It's my uh, mash tent. Yeah, I just set up this uh, little uh, area, and cat moved in. I got the cat on the lawn chair with cat. <laughs> Damn. Motherfucker records a special, and he's all Hollywood and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. My cat's on a, a reclining chair with cushions under him, and I got a big catnip plant at the edge of it. For him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you're done showing off, Andy... Yeah, that's where all my money went, right? <laughs> Catnip is so great because, like, we know it's drugs, but we're like, we got to get our cat some drugs. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I got plenty of my own around here, so I didn't want to leave the cat out. <laughs> Steal your drugs, dude. Yeah, yeah, I was going to start. I was thinking about turning up the wheels and starting comedy up again, but I, I'm doing so well with this uh hobby of growing weed plants <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to go bro yeah you know it's like you i go out do comedy and then hopefully at the end of a show somebody go hey man do you want to get high uh yeah i i am because I, I traveled here from some other state yeah. where i can't bring weed so yeah so but now if i just stay here 
I don't even need anyone going, oh, man, I can't believe I'm smoking weed with you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you've lost all the motivation to go on the road now. It's like, I got the weed right here. Have the audiences just come to you now, man. Just have them fucking watch you under that tent or whatever the fuck it is that you're under. Uh That's the kind of merch that moves, too, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, like if you only have like one customer, you can really oversell them on the merch. (laughs) (laughs) I can make this like a Disney tent that you have to go through all the way to get out. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's where all the shirts are and shit. Exit through the Andy shop. Oh, would you like some weed with that? Sure. (laughs) There's an Airbnb guest that uh, may come in, but I won't allow them to ruin anything. I mean, well, if if a push comes to shove, we'll just have the Airbnb guest be the guest on the rest of the podcast. Yeah, 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 we'll just do that. Yelp it up. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, if you ever need to tag out or anything, that's a good option. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We haven't got one yet. I'm definitely used to it in comedy but i'm I'm waiting for a bad review because everybody's real nice about things and it and seem but I, it's like i don't operate that well with that kind of shit like hurt me <laughs> say something hurtful and all what's wrong with your muffin you cunt <laughs> bob how long have you been doing airbnb bobby Oh, like five years. Five years. He's our uh-huh. fucking expert on airbnb shit dude super host oh yeah 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 yeah, has anybody ever given you a bad review on? Only the worst review I ever got was from another host. Uh-huh. Yeah, some yeah. Yep, some people are uh, are pretty it was pretty unbelievable. This person how, the fuck do you, how do you get a fucking bad review for another host without them did they stay at your place or what? They're just jealous. Yeah, they're just jealous. like ah his place is too nice. Well, apparently it's a thing cuz there are people in some of the host groups that I'm in that are like yeah, I, I won't rent to another host. Like, I'll de- if somebody says they're an Airbnb host, they just go ahead and decline. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? Wow. So a lot of uh-huh. times, like, I won't even mention it in a lot of places, or I'll tell them you pretty much have to punch me in the face to get less than five stars. Oh man, could you imagine doing that? Like, as a couple, like go around and review other Airbnbs. Oh my god. Uh, walk in. Oh, ours is better. We have a nicer washcloth now. Oh my like, god. Just kill. Just fucking find a gun yeah. in the fucking closet and shoot me. But my wife does a full-on breakfast for our guests. Oh, wow. And then sets it out. And, like, we usually get guests for, like, a, a week or more. So she puts a lot of thought and energy into it. And, and I'm in the backyard shirtless, you know, <laughs> thinking about masturbating on the lawn chair. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> Is that also part of the breakfast? <laughs> it certainly can be with advance notice. I know everybody everybody has special dietary needs. Five stars. <laughs> and a hot, hot loaded jizz on demand. I would I mean if, if that was if that was a thing, man, I could do it. Like, you know. I thought we were gonna do plugs at the end of the podcast, but I guess we got him out of the way at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hot just breakfast at Andy's Airbnb. Yeah, I'd like to start getting guests that know me and just want to do drugs. <laughs> yeah, that would be like, you know, perfect. you know what? Uh, lay lay off of the morning service because we're going to be doing blow and fucking. <laughs> Before I was a host, I was a guest, and I stayed in a place in Corpus Christi, and it was a. I didn't know what I was doing, you know. But I shared living room which you don't want to ever do oh, you don't want to no. meet the yeah. people so i come in and there's a lady in there and she makes small talk or whatever i just want to go in the room and sleep and 
whatever. And so it was a shared bathroom. That was the worst. I get up at like three in the morning to take a piss and the bathroom is steamy. Like fucking it's, it's steamy and it stinks. What? Like somebody just took a shit and there were shoes off as though if you took a shit in your shoes and stepped out of them or just got lifted out of them because they were like (laughs) just just sitting at the toilet bowl which was like i went into piss and i was like i didn't the floor was wet i didn't know where to place my feet because there were shoes facing me (laughs) like the invisible man is taking a shit i'm pissing on his balls it was just really fucking weird and the guy was a security guard i gathered from his wardrobe but uh an airbnb guest i don't want to wake up and step into the middle of a security guy's night routine you know <laughs> yeah. like fucking really creepy and i still don't know why a guy would step out of his shoes while taking a shit dude not to step on your dick there but uh, maybe he got raptured bro maybe he got raptured at the <laughs> right. yeah. it sounded at first yeah. like you were gonna say somebody was in the shower as near as i could figure he shit and then he was just decided to clean up in the shower i don't know like <laughs> He stripped on the toilet, leaving his shoes right there and his clothes watered up, took a shower, and then he was out of there. And then I came in and I'm like, I'll never do that again where it's a shared space. Yeah. Because you don't want to fucking run into it. You don't want to be like an awkward relative or them being two awkward relatives. Oh, this is my cat. I don't want to meet you or your cats. That's not what I'm here for. Dude, I, for that very reason, I basically made the downstairs of my house a studio apartment and put up a wall and a door. So now guests just like walk in and go right upstairs. We yeah. Don't to, they don't have to, we don't have to talk to each other. Right. I've had so many people stay at my house I've never met. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> my wife likes to talk to them all. I like to avoid them. And then if they don't make any effort to talk to me, if I happen by them or something, I go to myself, what a douche. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I want. (laughs) I want douches. I want them to be in and out. And, uh, you know, it's like part of my job isn't a concierge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a local tour guide. I don't uh, necessarily have amusing anecdotes for you. Yeah. I don't want to have it. It's like morning radio. Oh, hi, how are you? Yeah, you know what? I'm not here for that. Well, this is what you do, man. You write your Airbnb guests a script that leads into your bits. <laughs> it's like, oh, Andy, I hear you uh, right. have some opinions about the rapture. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What sticks in your crawl today? <laughs> Dude, I just had somebody leave a day early because I didn't want to, like, hang out and be friends with them. I swear. Oh, good it. Lord. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that ain't part of my deal. No, that's yeah, not, not on your. Yeah, that's why I haven't stayed at Andy's place. It's because I like uh-huh. I want to like I want to hang out for a day. Andy's like, fuck no, man. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to meet him. I don't want to talk about how their stay was or any of that shit. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. <laughs> My pledge to you as a guest is I don't want to talk to you either. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's get into this shit. First, to start out the podcast, we answer listener questions. And the question that we have here comes from Bishop. And Bishop asks, and this is a long one, so you might have to pay attention here. If you met your future self and your future self asked you for a handjob, would you be offended? And he says, technically, you've jerked that dude off countless times before. Would you do it? Is it weird? And also, again, there's multiple parts to this. Do you ask future you to jerk you off in return 
because they may have cool new jerk-off tricks in the future. But then you'd know them early. Well, see, that's a great point, Andy. Yeah, so yeah. what would you... Okay, so let's just start off from the beginning. Future Andy comes back. Future Andy, I imagine, six months from now, because I don't know. You really yeah, think yeah. you're going to make it another year, Andy? I don't know about all this. Uh, I don't want to, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I've been hearing good things about this Delta variant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Future Andy comes back, and Future Andy's like, hey, Andy, jerk me off. Well, first of all, would you be offended? Well, I, w- I, I just ask you, you know, what's your budget? <laughs> you know, I feel like future Andy could say please because I would assume it seems like if you come back from the future and you were just desperate to get a hand job you'd be desperate to get a hand job and pay whatever money you had <laughs> yeah, that's right it's like you didn't just come back here for this for no reason there's some yeah. you know it's at least worth 50 bucks <laughs> or bring over some edibles or whatever but I yeah I would if I could confirm it was me I'd make sure the middle finger on the left hand was bent (laughs) probably it'd be all right it's also the worst use of a time machine of all time (laughs) yeah yeah don't you want to kill trump no this is what you're doing with this i I went back in time and and convinced me to jerk me off (laughs) yeah well i had this as a question for stanhope when i was we were working on the man show uh because i was molested videotaped as a kid mm-hmm. and i was thinking if i could get a hold of my own videotapes could i put them up online and then bust people who are looking at them <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like it's seven dollars and then you watch it and then at the end it's like hey dude i'm 55 years old now did you enjoy that you did all right well you know uh i'd say you kicked me another tenner i'm gonna call the cops right now <laughs> that's a great retirement yeah. brian yeah but as an ethical question if you were a child victim of that and there was footage and you got a hold of that footage you should be able to sell it and it's like i'm over the victimization <laughs> part now i just want the fucking cold hard cash <laughs> that's a great fucking point dude because you should be mm-hmm. able to own your trauma i mean it's your trauma you fucking yeah. are and so who why should people deny you the fact it's like all right so i right. can get some, a positive out of this huge negative who is to say that yeah like, yeah I wish I could put future me on that, but all he wants is a fucking... <laughs> he just wants a hand job, dude. <laughs> he just wants an old-fashioned... <laughs> that's the real problem with child pornography. No residual checks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. How many points am I getting from this child porn? Right. I got more for the man show. <laughs> you know, I grew out of all my residuals. How about you, uh, Bobby and Ian? Would you guys give your future selves a hand job? I think so. I mean, it could be a Stephen Hawking and his nurse kind of situation where I wouldn't know it at the time, but future me is now paralyzed from the waist down. So could be doing the Lord's work there. (laughs) Ah, making a future baby. (laughs) (laughs) You're paralyzed from the waist down. I mean, it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as pointless as going back in time to jerk yourself off. Yeah, at least suck your own dick. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you can do all the things with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe this would be the way to start it with future self or whatever. So let's just jack off together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it doesn't need to be any future victimization or anything. <laughs> 
If you really want to make it weird, just do the fucking stranger thing where you sit on your hand for a while and then you jerk the other guy off and then you're like, I'm not even jerking off myself, but it is myself. It's meta as fuck, dude. Just make it meta as fuck. Who the fuck is jerking off who at this point? How about this? You just take your future self who wants you to jerk him off, bend him over, rape him, and then say, you'll never tell anybody this. (laughs) Right. Yeah, isn't that what Bill Murray does? I thought, yeah, Yeah. that's basically that's the Bill Murray. Everything. Yeah. Nobody will ever believe you that I raped you. <laughs> Who are you gonna tell? Who are you gonna tell? <laughs> Perfect answer, Andy. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on now to our main segment of the night. This is the indecorous deep dive. As always, we build the show as an educational comedy podcast. We have to fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week's deep dive was written by both Bobby and Ian because both of you guys are the ones that have written all of our deep dives. So this is just going to be facts from the 100 episodes that we've done. And these are kind of some of our personal faves, if you will. Basically personal favorites. Bobby, you can do this first one. By wearing the dumb face paint we all rightfully make fun of them for, Juggalos inadvertently beat millions of dollars worth of people's advanced degrees and time spent coding facial recognition software. <laughs> And this was even before COVID and shit, that apparently all these juggalos going to whatever the fucking, what is it uh-huh. that they call the gathering of the juggalos? Gathering of the juggalos. Yeah, yeah. They have all this face recognition shit, but the face recognition couldn't recognize them because they're wearing fucking face paint. So they actually were like on the forefront of evading government recognition. Yeah, which is what's so uh, fun about the fucking insurrectionists. It's like, all you needed to do was wear a mask and not bring a phone. That's right. Uh, And then you took your mask off for photos, which you put up on your Facebook page. Exactly. Ian, you can do this next one. Yep. So Lysol used to be sold and marketed as a feminine hygiene product. And I should say, not just marketed, but hatefully marketed. The whole tactic here was in the 1940s and 50s, they would shame the women by not even being coy about it, but just hardcore implying your vagina stinks. Your husband is going to fucking leave your ass unless you buy our Lysol. It feels like the 60s were a kickoff of like, just let, like, let's just eat that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Emb- embrace the stink. Yeah. You know, instead of covering it up with fucking, you try to eat pussy and Lysol. Whew, that's a lot to take in. You know? I don't know. I mean, I'm, are you saying this was like a progressive way of looking at it? it was well, like, at least we're trying to get near it. At least you know what you're licking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow think you're licking a lemon, a lemon floor. <laughs> this vagina smells like rancid tuna. Well, then how long are you going to eat that? <laughs> yes, you know? right. But if it smells like a lemon fucking lemon floor or some shit, you might eat it for hours, not even being aware. Well, and the people that were around for that transition from feminine hygiene product to disinfectant, you know, we're just like, you just walk into a clean house, like, it smells like pussy in here. <laughs> God. All those fucking dudes in that, that, those eras, they're just fucking, they could have been me too on a, every day of the week. Yeah, you exactly. know? Fucking abusive bullshit. Yeah. Spray her fucking badge. Have dinner on the table at a certain time. Uh. Fuck you, dude. That's right. Fuck you. All right, I'll do this next one. This is a news story. Workers in a nursing home were organizing fights between the residents as a sort of a <laughs> senior citizen fight club. 
did you hear about this, Andy? I didn't, but it makes me happy and sad. You know, I mean, <laughs> because you missed out on all the fucking prop bets. I guess why I laugh is because I'm just relieved it's finally happening. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's like women's suffrage waited for 400 years. Andy's waited for ages for senior citizens. Let's, now we can shine a spotlight on this. <laughs> and they would have gotten away with it too, but from what I recall, they got caught by live streaming it on Facebook. So they broke the first rule of senior citizen fight club, which is you don't talk about senior citizen fight club. Was it dudes or chicks? It or was both? everything, man. No, they were very progressive, dude. It was women and men. <laughs> yeah, they, they were woke. Yeah, they were very woke about this fight club that they had about. <laughs> they even allowed trans people, dude, which a lot of a lot of senior citizen fight clubs won't allow trans people. <laughs> but they even allowed trans people. Yeah, man. It seems like it was a lot of WOC organizing the fights. <laughs> Based on the video I saw. I, I don't know if they're still doing them, but how about some Jello wrestling? <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> to the death, Jello <laughs> wrestling. Two people walk into the Jello, only one walks out. <laughs> and the dentures will be missing from both participants. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's actually what they win. That's what they win their dentures back. That's if, if I had, yeah. a, I don't want one, but if I had one. I would be like rigging them up with explosives all the time. Like, you know? it's, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's cruel because they're people and everything, but they're just so close to death anyway. You could do some really outrageous jackass stunts. This is just Andy covering his ass. Eventually we're going to see yeah. fucking senior citizens exploding. And then Andy's yeah. like, no, I just thought like, you know, if somebody else were to do it. Just living is cruel enough for these people. They like, yes, they, they do like they uh, get some infection and they got to inject shit into them. Yes. Like somebody else's feces. They do that with old people. It's like, here, we're going to shit some other shit in your asshole. That should take care of everything. Yes. So, like, why not just put them on a fucking launching pad or whatever? <laughs> Fuck yeah, exactly. You know? I was just picturing, like, a bunch of seniors playing cards with the orderlies and, like, gambling with their medications and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, catapult chair or whatever. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, you're all in. Well, okay, let's see. And then the loser that fucking chair just launches through this. It wouldn't take much. You just get a couple of cheap engineers, some dropouts, and go, just want to rig this chair up to blow up, you know, and then we'll go from there. Dude, we're only, I was going to say 10. We're probably only five years away from Fox having a reality show where it is yeah, like yeah. old person gets blown off the chair yeah. if they don't answer the question right or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Make me laugh or you die. That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> Ian, you can do this next fact. All right. In 1939, the largest gathering of little people in one place at one time took place on the set of the movie The Wizard of Oz. The production studio was cheaping out on the little people and made them sleep two or three to a bed in a mixed co-ed style hotel. So they all started fucking every night and midget orgies broke out on almost every floor of the hotel. The great midget orgy of 1939. Yeah, dude. Apparently when they filmed The Wizard of Oz, it was the largest gathering of little people. We're trying to be PC here. So yeah, we're yeah, calling it yeah, little yeah. people. Yeah, there's some dwarfs in there. Yeah, exactly, Andy. And I knew you were going to be our guest, so I didn't want to offend you. Mm -hmm. So it's all yeah. little people. 
But apparently these motherfuckers got out of control and the production company was like, all right, we're not going to fucking pay for a full bed. You're not a full human. Yeah, yeah. So they put them two to three to a bed and they were having orgies like every day. Like, Ian, you're the expert uh-huh. on this. Tell us more about it. Okay, so what's really funny here is they would get belligerently drunk on set and they would fall in the toilet. So they had a rule they put in the studio said, if you're below a certain height, one of the munchkins, you couldn't go to the toilet by yourself. So a full grown person had to walk you to the toilet uh-huh. and had to watch you. So this just made them madder and drunker. So And, and hornier. And, and, and hornier. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they would wake up every morning. Half of them would be passed out completely naked on the street. So the police would have to pick them up with butterfly catchers. Now, that's the part that, I mean, Ian tells yeah. us this. They had those big giant nets, like you're catching butterflies. You're just catching midgets. Yeah, they're still heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Carrying them midgets, that's like carrying a bag of the bigger dog food. <laughs> Dude, Ian loves to talk about this like he was there. Yeah. Like he's reminiscing. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite stories. And the way they would all like group Judy Garland, I mean, she was quoted as saying there was all these creepy little hands going up her skirt and... One or two of them actually hit up her father and asked to take her out on dates and shit. I mean, yeah, those midgets were lit as fuck. Yeah. Well, they got them little fingers too, you know? So it's like, they get away with it a little bit more because they're like, wait, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> He's already fucking fist deep. Yeah. They can still finger you, but you're still a virgin. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, if you were on that set, you'd want to smell Billy Barty's fingers. I assume he was, a, was, God rest his soul. Billy must have been on there, right? I, I just want to go on record as saying that the, the people that were asking her dad's permission were being a lot more respectful than the ones that were groping her. Uh, yeah. That's probably are, the same ones. Yeah, yeah that's true. That, should, that shouldn't get lumped into the same sentence. If the dad says no, just finger banger, right? Yeah. We did, again, we did this last season where we talked about, like, yeah, these midgets were getting, uh, I'm sorry, little people. I apologize, Andy. Little yeah, people yeah. were getting so hammered that some of them were falling in the toilets. So they had to get, like, a normal side person to, like, supervise them, chaperone them into the toilet so they wouldn't fall into the toilet and like that sounds like the worst fucking movie job that you could ever you're the fucking midget supervisor yeah i don't know they're they're bottom heavy so that you know you would get them up if you got them up in that toilet seat and they just shift around just a little bit (laughs) you can see where their their anchor would fall that's right yeah (laughs) i mean but that's then physics come into play at that yeah I would like, well, I mean, I, I would like to see how a midget cleans himself. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't we all? Cause, yeah, because it's like sometimes hands and arms aren't long enough to get back there. That's right. So, That's right. The know. mysteries of, I'm surprised Neil deGrasse Tyson hasn't done an episode about how. Yeah, dirty ass little people. The, uh, the, <laughs> That's right. the filthy brown, brown eye of the. <laughs> I'll do this next one. The Noid was an advertising character for Domino's Pizza created in 1986. But in January 30th of 1989, a mentally ill man named Kenneth Lamar Noid, who thought that Domino's commercials were created to personally troll him, grabbed his gun and went to a nearby Domino's and held two employees hostage for over five hours. And because of this... It was a PR nightmare, and this is the reason that Domino's pulled the Noid as their mascot. 
I remember the Noid, and I don't remember why they pulled him or whatever, but uh, it does make me think back at a, a time where before podcasts, where you could think that, oh, the TV commercial's talking to me. No, no, it's actually this, <laughs> this podcast. We're talking about you right now, you fucking <laughs> yeah. idiot sitting in your mom's basement. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, why don't you do something about it, you punk? So as, as much as this guy was pretty much a head case and you know, the Noid was this proactive little fucker that was really hyperactive. So the real life Noid was schizophrenic and he yeah. basically robbed the place and he wanted like a copy of some book about the Freemasons as part of his ransom package and a white limousine and all this other crazy shit. And his one request was really that he wanted Domino's to stop using what he thought was his likeness as commercial or whatever. So they found him guilty. He committed suicide and I guess posthumously, Domino's pulled the ad. So he kind of won in the end. So it's a happy but, ending. But recently, but recently, since they've started using driverless cars, they brought the Noid back for a short time. So and <laughs> unless somebody kills themselves, uh, <laughs> yeah. they should be good to go with the, the, the new Noid. <laughs> They're just blaming the Noid on everything that the driverless yeah. cars run over. It's like, oh, that was just the Noid. I, was, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> they about. They got rid of the Noid because one guy went crazy and that fucking Subway sandwich guy was raping children. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till he finds out Domino's was selling a sex doll with his likeness. Yeah, <laughs> good lord. All right, uh, Bobby, you can do this next one. So a 31-year-old man from Arizona, Paul Anthony Menchaca, discovered an indecorous life hack to live his best life by pretending to have Down syndrome and hiring attractive female caregivers to bathe him and change his diapers. I don't remember when we originally did this story that he was specifically looking for attractive ones. Ian's really embellishing. <laughs> Maybe I'm editorializing this a little bit. Yeah, but Ian yeah. submitted this story, but the story was this dude was pretending to be retarded so he could get caregivers to give him like uh, sponge baths and shit. And to cha yeah. change his diapers, specifically dirty diapers. Yeah, I'd like to picture he was hiring like 64-year-olds that just had that one year left to work, you know, that were just trying to trying to finish up. That's a sad existence because you know that a lot of that shit would be hilarious to tell friends about. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, right. Yeah. crossed so far over into, uh, I don't even know who I could tell this about. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, how great it. How great is it? And I'm shitting my pants and these girls are wiping me down and going, calling it boom, boom. Uh, yeah. You know? like, yeah, man, you crossed the line. No longer good fun. That's right. It's a thin line between humor and just sadness. Yeah, just because you have small ears don't mean you got to be a creep. <laughs> yeah. And the part about the story that was interesting to me was the way that he got caught was one of the caregivers who had repeatedly changed his diaper and done this for him on 30 occasions, finally decided that it was a ruse. So I, I wonder, like, how did someone ever think it was worth $15 an hour to put up with this shit for that long? I mean, that's crazy to me. I mean, it's the money, dude. That's all it is, man. I mean, I mean honestly, dude, I mean, I've been doing stand-up for 15 years. I would probably fucking take this job. <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking sponge bath this. Yeah, month. you could travel. You could travel with that dude. Yes, like, right, yeah, dude. come on. You know, your your retard scam can come along with me. Yeah. Clean, <laughs> clean you as we go. You work the merch table. 
Yeah, you're telling me you can get me into Arizona? All right, man. I mean, I'm just yeah. gonna get my foot in the door here. Yeah, man, you could you could totally MC out there. Yeah, that's right, man. You know, I start out sponge bathing. Maybe I can uh, feature the next time that I come back. Fuck yeah, get some stability. Yeah. All right, I'll do this last one. Helicopter parent Tiffany Alberts, who thought her son wasn't getting the right level of care at a hospital for his leukemia, fearing that her son needed to be moved into the ICU, but doctors were slow to react. So she took matters into her own hands and injected the son's feces from his hospital poop bag into his IV. The mother was relieved when the son was moved to the ICU shortly after, but slightly less happy when he died. And even less happy when she was charged with murder and sentenced to seven years in prison. But it's not all for naught because this indecorous mom got our special indecorous helicopter parent award. Yeah, she got to be mentioned on our podcast, so I guess yeah. it'll yeah happy ending after all. But yeah, yeah. yeah. life finds a way. Wow, you, yeah. mur- you murder your kid with his own feces. You shouldn't probably get mother of the year. <laughs> Crafty mother, you know, it's up to the judges. That's a hell of a life hack, you know. Is that a thing? I, think if I You know, like I just uh, fed somebody their own shit and then they die. I, you, yeah, I, you I mean, know, I'm waiting for a dateline where, you know, like, <laughs> there's no murder weapon was ever recovered. Did she shit in her own mouth? Cutting edge murder. This is what I'm telling you, dude, is we are trying to feed you ideas to monetize your Airbnb and you're not catching right. on right now, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to smear some feces on the wall <laughs> and get a discount. And get a discount, exactly. All right, Andy, thank you so much for doing the podcast, man. Anytime. I appreciate you making the time. Is there anything you want to plug? I know you have that special, dude. Yeah, we got a comedy special out, and it's uh, available on my website, naturejack.com. 800-pound gorillas throwing their efforts behind it. It's available on uh, all the other uh, shit, too. And it's future, you know, it, it, uh, it stacks up well with the world's end. That's what, I say. That's what I've been saying. It's not just a comedy special. It's a guide to the end of the yeah, world. Yeah, I don't think you want to have it as a soundtrack at the end, but maybe you do. Go, well, <laughs> yeah, shit, that's man. right. This guy was trying to warn us. I thought you were about to say it's futuristic in the sense that it's like going back in time and trying to jerk yourself off. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And then you guys are still doing the podcast, uh, Issues with Andy. We're still doing Issues with Andy, yep. Got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, awesome. I appreciate Andy. I love you to death, man. Thank you for making the time. Yeah, brother. yeah. Thanks, guy. Dude, thanks again. Yeah, thanks a lot, bro. Take yeah. care, buddy. All right. Bye. Our next guest, please welcome Mr. Joe Zimmerman, everybody. Joe, how you doing, buddy? Okay. It's your boy, Joe That's Z. That's right. Your boy, Joe Z. <laughs> Joe Z in the house. Josie in the house. Ian wanted to ask you some sort of question. Ian, go ahead. Yeah, dude. So, Joe, I know you're a big Hoops fan. What is your hot take on Team USA's despicable performance thus far? Well, you know, quite frankly, I think the U.S. has had an unfair competitive advantage the last 40 years. So it's weird (laughs) to root for Slovenia, but I think I'm rooting for Slovenia. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll, I'll root for Slovenia, but not fucking France, dude. That's what adds insult to injury. France beat us, dude. Yeah, who does France even have? They have that 
the dude from the Celtics and a really big guy. I, I don't follow basketball like you do, but I know they had a because oh, yeah. I watched the game. They have a really huge guy. The Denver, the defensive guy. They have the defensive guy from uh, the Denver Nuggets, I think. Okay, wow. and then and then the guy from the Celtics who was shooting the lights out in the fourth quarter, and he kind of killed the USA team at the end there. That's so funny because I don't even think the French guy from the celtics even starts for the celtics <laughs> that's funny <laughs> no but you know what is interesting though because i mean not that i follow it that much but it's interesting in international basketball how much these like that are just kind of role players in the nba just become superstars when they're playing for their nation like ginobili was like you got to stop ginobili when he was yeah. playing for argentina and shit back in the day yeah. it's like if you like a lot of these guys that in their nba teams are kind of they're, you know, they're not chumps or anything, but they're not the star. But when they play for their national team, they're like, yeah, I can be the star. If you just give me a chance to be the guy that gets the ball every single time, now I'm a fucking problem for everybody. Yeah, there's video. You got to check out video of uh, Hans Wagner from Germany who, like, never played a single minute for the Lakers behind LeBron. Mm-hmm. But uh, for Germany, you just see him just dunking on everybody. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's got to be a bad spot to be in, though, like the, the backup for LeBron. Good Lord, man. You know what's funny, Joe? I don't know if you remember this. The first time we had you on the podcast, we did a basketball story. Actually, Ian put it on there about the Sacramento Kings. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah and we're supposed to be talking about Bibby. You remember Bibby? Mike Bibby. Uh-huh. Mike yeah, Bibby. Yeah. yeah, but Ian fucked up the thing, and he called him Bobby Bibby. I still, call, I still call i don't i don't know how ian would have made that mistake but because uh, i need to find replace bobby bibby bobby bibby which i now i i refer to bobby as bobby bibby all the time not around him because i don't want to anger him but yeah bobby bibby anyway let's get to this joe we like to start out the podcast with questions sent by millions of listeners across the world sure and the question comes from Camille. She asks, if you had a warning label, what would it say? I would say maybe something about when I'm drunk. Because I kind of, <laughs> I'm not a violent drunk at all. I'm a lovey drunk. So maybe that. Yeah, You're an invite everybody to your hotel room. Drunk. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. That is true. Invite everybody to the hotel. Invite everybody wherever I'm going. <laughs> uh, make very, very bad decisions when I'm drunk. That sort of thing. So maybe that would be my warning is do not look for me for any kind of a reasonable answer or anything when I've been drinking. How about you, Joe? Can you think of anything, any warning label that you would give people? Maybe, maybe like warning. You're about to make friends with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Your voice does immediately put me in a good mood. (laughs) That's a fair one. (laughs) Yeah, dude, Joe's a great hang. I mean, I must admit. (laughs) <laughs> I like to think that Ian would be hesitant to admit it. <laughs> no, my friend, I would I would hang anytime you were in town. I'll even go to your Asheville show coming up next month. Oh, oh yeah, heck yes. If I, if I can get a hang session, we're not get... doing plugs just yet. Right. Nice plug, yeah. nice plug. <laughs> yeah, fucking now Ian's doing product placement in the middle of the podcast. And shit. <laughs> Joe, are you the kind that will talk to a stranger though? Hmm. Not at all. No, not. I used to be when I lived in North Carolina a little bit. That's how we met. Right. So you just <laughs> talked to me out of nowhere. And that's I was like, yeah, well, this motherfucker won't leave me alone. 
Well, I think that's how everybody meets Carlos. By them. <laughs> well, at least me, though, because I never start a conversation. But uh, so, so you don't do it anymore? I mean, is it New York? New York has hardened you, Joe? Oh, my God. Yeah. And I never do it anymore. I, I think I went through a phase in North Carolina where I was very friendly. And yeah, New York rattled it out of me. Yeah, it hardened you, bro. You're not the same, bro. Yeah, I think, you know what it is? You end up being friendly to too many people that are insane. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true, man, because I think it actually kind of makes sense because otherwise the people that are sane are like, why am I going to fucking talk to this guy? The only people that will reply to your advances are going to be fucking crazy people. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's how and that's why it was so easy to befriend you. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. How about you, uh, Bobby and Ian? What would you your warnings be? Let- Again, you ask us simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, that's no. I do that on purpose. I do that on purpose so you guys can fight it out. To see to who's going to jump, jump the <laughs> yeah. gun. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take the bullet first on this one. I'd I'd go uh, warning. Do not feed this frail, lanky man zucchini. You hate zucchini. I, mm. I love zucchini. It just it, it doesn't love me back. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, yeah. It makes me very gassy. I don't, I don't know why. I can eat anything else, but that's the one thing that gets me. Huh. Okay. I would think that would be a pretty good food to not be able to eat as far as all the foods go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I would have never expected zucchini to be something that would upset your... Like that, I would almost expect that to be like, oh, you have an upset stomach? Have you tried eating some zucchini? Like I would have... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does sound more like the cure than... Yeah. A... Nah, dude. It's, yeah. it's my kryptonite for some mysterious reason. Okay. How about you, Bobby? Proposition 65 warning. This person is, includes materials known to the state of California to cause cancer. Yeah, that's right. You are a cancer, Bobby. Yep. Great answer. Great answer. Now, let us move on to our next segment. This, I mean, I think you fucking nailed it. I think. Does anybody have any follow-up questions? Yes. How, how would one consume you, Bobby? I mean, if you're going to cause cancer... Oh, no, it's just my presence. You don't have just to, your presence? Yeah, you'd have to consume... Okay. How, yeah. how right. close do you want to be to Chernobyl, you know? That's what I... Yeah, I figured if we were going to do a thing like, you know, when people get married, if anybody opposes this marriage, like, does anybody have any objection to Bobby being a cancer? And I'm like, nah, that's pretty unanimous. So <laughs> Bobby is a cancer. Before I forget, I want to congratulate you guys on 100 big ones. Oh, oh thanks, bro. Oh, come on, Joe. Now you're making us blush. Hundred big ones. I mean, how how close have you guys bonded over these hundred episodes? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. And with a cancer, you know what I'm talking about. We've had a hundred episodes with a cancer inside us this whole fucking time. Bobby, is that your horoscope sign? It actually is. Yeah, that's completely unrelated. But uh, so it's like a pun. Classic cancer <laughs> causing cancer. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to our segment. This is Indecorous Laws. Oh, yes. This is also our last Indecorous Laws segment in history because we finally made it. Bobby's been asking for a while. He's like, how many of these are we going to do? And I'm like, 50. There's 50, Bobby. (laughs) It's exactly 50. My point was just that it it always felt like we had completely run out, like every week. It's felt like that for the last... 50 weeks but. well there's oh, 50 we, oh oh we got your point bobby yeah we yeah. yeah yeah joe's been listening joe's our number one uh, listener 
Patreon supporter. $500 a week? Is that what you're doing now? Uh, we don't even have a week tier, but uh, that's what Joe sends. $500. He just sends it over the mail. Yeah. Yeah. I want you guys to thrive. I want you guys to thrive. I appreciate it, Joe. So, yes. And it doesn't make any sense that it's Minnesota because we were going in alphabetical order. But for whatever reason, we skipped Minnesota. But now we're getting to you, Minnesota. We're saving the best for last, as we say. So like we said every week, or basically whenever we felt like it, we highlighted some of the oddest laws in different states of the United States. Most of them were real laws. Some of them have been repealed since then, and others are still Wait, on the books. So we just are we just going to go through every state again, but like just add a letter that isn't in that state? Oh, that's a great joke for a non-visual podcast. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think this is getting the long pulse for sure. Josh, Josh. <clears throat> and there it is. Carlos likes to edit these long pauses and stuff when a joke doesn't land. Oh. <laughs> That's it. All right. No, you gotta keep. I can't believe you're gonna edit that. You gotta keep that. No, 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 no. I make the silences longer. Is what I do. Yeah, he edits a longer pause than there actually was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what's the truth though, Joe? Is I actually don't do that. That's what they tell themselves to make themselves yeah. feel better about their That's fucking right. bombing ass joke. <laughs> the silences I leave, they're the exact same silences from the podcast. Sure. But they're like, no, sure. no, uh, Carlos, he added. You know how he is. He's a jokester. <laughs> All right, let's get to this. Bobby, you can do this first law. <sighs> it is illegal to have a contest where the objective is to release a pig greased, oiled, or otherwise, and then catch it. Yeah, have you guys ever been in these uh, contests, the greased, oiled, or otherwise <laughs> pig thing? I think I've only seen it on a Simpsons episode. They did that on a Simpsons episode? I think so. Oh, wow. I guess it's a game they used to play for fun that caused mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it caused mayhem. Dude, people were bored as shit back in the day. Well, one of the, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, Joe, but you remember back when we first started out doing comedy, uh, one of the comedy competitions that we were in, We this, is, this was one of the challenges. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Chase an oiled pig. Chasing on pig. Yeah, I think it was three of the guys' closers that came through. Right? That's right. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. See, I was afraid that you wouldn't remember, uh, but you, you have a, like a steel no, trap. I do remember. I do remember the greasy pig and all the greasy pig merch afterwards. Oh my god, uh, they made bank that day. Now, why would you guys think they outlawed this though? Pigs got out of hand. Do you think? Started biting people. I think pigs were so hard to catch when they're greasy that they just ran, oh, yeah, they ran just... wild they just ran wild and ended up fucking destroying people's backyards and That's houses right. and, and they never crossed the road yeah Got... they could run right through a model t <laughs> yeah yeah the model t car crashes yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah we forget how far back these laws go but yeah these fucking pigs were probably stronger than cars at some point or <laughs> <laughs> they were eating the horses and shit. All right. Ian, you can do this one. All right. In Minnetonkin, Minnesota, it is illegal to drive a truck with muddy tires that could get streets or highways dirty. Yeah. Wow. 
So basically, and it, the the law is a little more detailed than this. But basically, if you have a fucking big ass truck with big ass wheels that has any kind of mud or oily substance, anything that's gonna stain or litter on the highway. So these guys are not big fans of mud bogging. A southern classic tradition, right? I guess not, even though you would think Minnesota, it's way the fuck up there in the north. But yeah. the reality of it is uh, rednecks are everywhere. Are you guys mm. familiar with mud bogging? Yeah, dude, I, where I went to high school, this would have been like a badge of honor, like how yeah, dirty yeah. your truck was. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always been a mystery to me, but apparently it's a very big cultural phenomenon down here in the south where you spin circles in the mud and then yeah. it makes you cool. How about you, Joe? You're from West Virginia. Um, I've seen a lot of mudders. Um, I have not mudded myself uh, in my little Ford Focus or my mom's Honda Civic. I never went mudding. I've actually heard story. Actually, this happened, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Some kid that was on some MTV stupid reality show died from mudding because apparently what can happen is if you get into the mud and your thing gets deep enough, then the exhaust can escape and it flows into the uh, cab and you can die from that. And that's how this guy died. Well, couldn't he roll his oh, windows shit. down or not? I don't know, man. It was, <laughs> I don't know. They might have not worked. I don't know how deep they were, but apparently it's a thing. I don't, I'll, I'd have to go back into uh, my archives of wow. my blog posts. But I remember hearing about this, yeah, that apparently. But Yeah, but what are you going to do, though? Roll those windows down and let out all that sweet Marlboro red smoke? <laughs> yeah, that's true, right. true. Yeah, they're shotgunning Marlboro red smoke into each other's mouths. <laughs> all right, we're going to do this next one. Uh, Joe, you can read this next one here. It is illegal to have a contest where the objective is to throw a chicken in the air <laughs> and then catch it. There was a big problem with, like... <laughs> animal contests back in the day in minnesota I well i guess i mean and i put this in there because i know joe is a big bird lover here in your old age you're yeah. watching birds and well yeah most birds if you throw them up in the air they don't come back to you so chicken is a rare one. <laughs> oh, see they, see this is why i wanted you on the podcast you have these expertise yeah it sounds like a lot of people were doing that i feel like these are like things that are happening at fairs and then the fair is just causing lots of issues around town you know what it might be? It's like the fair has their own little stands with entertainment, and then some fucker shows up with a chicken, and they're like, hey, you're taking all our business away. Everybody's trying to catch that chicken you brought. Yeah, the carny lobby was very strong. Like, yeah, yeah, we need somebody to try to hit the target and get a yeah. teddy bear or whatever the fuck. Yeah. This, this is amazing. This is kind of like if the school principal ran the laws. They just saw, like, their neighbor kept throwing up chickens and catching them, and they just were like, <laughs> well, this is a law now, Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'll do this next one. No person may be charged with or convicted of the offense of drunkenness or public drunkenness. Oh, no. Is, is this still on the books, Carlos? Or Oh, I, yeah, no. I think this one was actually a recent, not too long ago, law that wasn't stated, which uh, makes me think, I wish I would have started my comedy career in Minnesota. Yeah, I've had mm-hmm. I've been arrested for public intoxication before. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. I had. Well, they dropped the charges after you invited the cop back to your hotel room. To hang yeah, out. that's right. That's right. You know, sometimes <laughs> it works out, man. I'm like, ah, come on. You can either charge me or you can party, bro. <laughs> Still friends to this day. Now, that was Indiana when I got. Po- what they, were you? What were you doing? Uh, 
I having cat trying to catch a greasy pig. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it, everything's a callback with what I do. I was driving back to where I was staying, and to my credit, I realized I was too drunk to drive, so I stopped. But I just pulled into some random house's driveway, and then, <laughs> and then from what they tell me, I don't remember this. I started honking the horn. Because I guess I was expecting people to come out and get me. I like that you said, to your credit. <laughs> to my credit. Come on, man. Joe, give me a little bit. You yeah. should use that with the cop. Yeah. In, in my defense, I don't remember. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they didn't charge me with DUI because I was not driving. I was just passed out in my car. So they charged me with public intoxication. But they eventually dropped the charges. So... Uh, you know, they realized uh, they realized that you weren't going to come back to Indiana. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. Until 2015, homes and senior centers were limited to just two days of bingo per week. Even if you visited a nursing home resident, you were prohibited from playing bingo with them. Wow. They do get really excited about bingo. Now, this is the thing, man. I've known Joe. Joe, how long? 40 years now that we've known each other, Joe? It's been a 40, 42 years. 42 yep. years. You keep track. And you've always been very averse to going to jail. Am I right about that? I'm not talking. That is a big thing. You're it's right. a big fear of yours to go to jail. This it's is the only. The fugitive. It's because of the fugitive and Shawshank. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption and Fugitive. I watched both of those movies a lot as a child. You know what? That's a great point because I'm very afraid of rats. And it's because I watched this movie when I was a little kid where this rat terrorized this man's house to the point where he was like driving nails into a baseball bat to try to kill this gigantic rat. That was what the hell? What the hell movie? Dude. What the hell horrible movie is this? Dude, man, I wish this is a Colombian movie, right? No, this is not like a Colombian blockbuster <laughs> film. It was not, but it was a for whatever reason, my parents had it on VHS, so I watched it. <laughs> and I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up to know what to find out what the movie was. But it fucking scarred me for life. Like where I'm now, I'm deathly afraid of fucking like rats and shit. So I get what you're saying, Joe. I, I understand. Yeah. Like, Thank if you. There's something if the image gets put in your head when you're growing up, it fucking it'll scar you. Mm -hmm. You know, you say you were scared of going to jail, though, but wasn't this around the time you were recklessly just throwing banana peels out the window? <laughs> That's right. That's true. Fucking uh, That's Mario carting it up. But I will say this, though. I've never pictured <laughs> Josie ever going to jail until I saw this. Like, like, this is the one law I can see Josie breaking at some point. Visiting somebody at a nursing home <laughs> and playing bingo with them. <laughs> like this is the one i can see josie breaking at some point yeah because even because that's part of it that's the addendum there is like yeah you can't play more than twice all right nursing home knows that they don't want to get in on the other side of the law with the fucking state but even if you visit somebody and they've already played twice actually it doesn't even say that if you just play bingo with them it's old folks only basically do bingo with two people is boring as fuck anyway that is a weird law. You're not allowed to play bingo more than twice a week, and no visitors are allowed to play bingo at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's that gambling shit, dude. You don't want to get these old folks addicted to gambling in their old age because it, it might ruin their future. Man. It might ruin the three years they have left. I wonder if that's going to be my old age. Just all of a sudden start having cravings for bingo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Joe? I'll fucking show up. We'll play bingo together, buddy. I got you. Great. 
It, I, it is. I, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but it is very entertaining, though, to go play bingo in some large center where like hundreds of people are playing because the sound of disappointment when that first person yells bingo is just <laughs> worth is worth all of it. <laughs> it is amazing. When you said it's worth it to play in some center, are you talking about old folks' homes that you've played bingo in? <laughs> yeah, that's, what, <laughs> that's old Bobby. Does. We try to do the podcast more than twice a week, but he's always at the old folks' center, so we can, that's why you have to <laughs> yeah, limit it. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think the last time I played, it just happened. It, okay, the person I was hanging out with suggested it, um, but <laughs> yeah, it was at some like synagogue or something. I don't know. <laughs> We just went and played fucking bingo. Listen, Joe, Bobby's got to get late somehow. <laughs> Don't judge him. <laughs> Listen, my Tinder matches are clearly a little bit older than you guys are. <laughs> All right. Hey, Joe, you can do this next one. It is illegal to have a contest where the objective is to throw a turkey in the air and then catch it. Hey! Yeah, that. We already did this one, except for chickens. No, there's a turkey. There's a turkey. It's a, a whole, it's a whole yeah. different thing, dude. Yeah, we're going through all the birds. Why didn't they just say turkey and chicken in the same sentence? Well, I mean, they might have, but uh, I separated them. I thought they were important <laughs> enough. <laughs> I feel that each one of them needs their own law. Yeah, turkeys are pretty massive, you know. Where do you find... Does Google even contain these? Where do you no, find No, dude, these? it's difficult, man. It's difficult. Well, I mean, last season, Ian was doing them, and he doesn't give a fuck about facts. Like, he'll just fucking put <laughs> anything out there. Sure. So, sure. But I actually try to make sure that they are real laws. So, yeah, I look these motherfuckers up, and unless they link to the actual law, I don't post them up. And, yeah, you got me, Joe. This one was with the chicken. Actually... <laughs> Not only was it with the chicken law, it was with the pig law as well. I just did three oh. out of one. I mean, I'm trying to stretch here. I don't have the wow. time. I'm trying to fill. Stretching it out, yeah. Well, I mean, you love birds. This is I'm tailoring this for you, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> I do. I do love birds. And yeah, one of these days I'm going to stop eating them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One day you'll love them enough that you'll stop eating them. That's fucking great. Uh, and then, Ian, you can do this next one. All right, it is illegal to have a contest where the objective is to throw a chicken in the air and then catch it. Yeah, I think Joe already did that one, Ian. Yeah, I, th I think we, uh, think we covered <laughs> chicken and turkey. Yeah, I think, we've, I think we've covered all the... I mean, I just know yeah. that Joe is the guest. That's why I'm trying to... Everything is birds now, Joe. Ducks. Yeah, I think you. this was supposed to be duck, right? Yeah, it's probably supposed to be duck. We're going through all the poultry. Every single fowl, we're going to do it. Well, that is the segment, everybody. Joe Z, thank you so much for taking the time to do this segment. Oh my with goodness! Us. Thanks for having me. What's what are you going to do the rest of the podcast? I mean, just talk about how awesome this segment was. Yeah. Heck yeah! <laughs> Reflect yeah. on Love the awesomeness it. of bird catching. Yeah, buddy. Love it. I bet you're going to plug my Asheville show a lot on the 18th. Well, fucking, he tried to stop Ian, but At the he, orange pill. He couldn't be stopped. Get the tickets while they're still, still hot uh, okay, and available. How about we do That's it now awesome, officially, Joe? Joe, do you have anything you need to plug? Oh, just the orange pill, August 18th. What? I heard, I heard Bobby's going to be front row. Wow. <laughs> We did yeah. come to see you in, uh, Carlos and I did come to see you in Asheville, I think one of the last I times. I know, it was, I was delighted. It was for my 2014 album, and I remember it very well. I was what like, was that album called, Joe? Smiling at hey, Wolves. wolves yeah. Oh, that was an awesome one. You know, I suggested that name to you, Joe. Do you know that? I, I don't, I did not, I forgot that. 
Of course you don't. I forgot that, Carlos. <laughs> Joe sent out a thing. I was like, what should I name it? And your original suggestion was, don't smile at wolves. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, nah, dude. I said, smiling at wolves. <laughs> and that's why uh, Josie is the juggernaut that he is today. <laughs> Not that he would remember. Honestly, like you could be telling the truth or you could be making this up. I have no idea. <laughs> well, the, here's the great thing about Gmail is that it archives everything. So I will make a point to send that email to Josie tonight <laughs> if I'm not too drunk. I want to know that I actually thought about calling it Don't Smile at Wolves. <laughs> For our Patreon supporters, my entire interaction with Josie when he was naming his album is going to be on our Patreon. <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. Joe's okay, yes. Yeah, so you're definitely going to be in Asheville. What is the date again? August 18th at the Orange Peel. Awesome. That's the best venue in Asheville. I was going to plug 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 we shortened it to blind spot. Because it's not as good of a listening experience anymore. Is that yeah, one? it's a little worse now. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's your social media, dude? Oh, I'm, I'm at Joe Zimmerman. I'm glad you asked because I just posted some bird comedy today, yesterday. I saw that. It was great, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So if you heard it from Carlos, if you want some good bird stand-up, yeah. You can find me at, at Joe Zimmerman. I'm a good curator of bird comedy. At Joe Zimmerman. J-O-E Zimmerman. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, Joe. Love you, man. Thank you for being love on the you. podcast, dude. Thanks Thanks thank you, guys. Great to talk to you. You too, buddy. Good Take to hear care, your man. Voice, man. You too. <laughs> Later, buddy. Bye. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby, you have any last words? No, it's just... I was just thinking of uh, like that's the plot of Terminator. It was John Connor had to go back in time to jerk himself off. That's hilarious. That would actually make more sense than the actual plot of the original Terminator. Because <laughs> I'm a big sci-fi guy. Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. But one of the things that I hate the most is the fact that Terminator 1, the reason that John Connor, for the nerds out there, the reason that he was born is because the guy that got sent back at time fucked John Connor's mom, and that's how he was conceived. So I'm like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense, dude. Like, if he wasn't sent back in time in the first place, then how is John Connor even a thing? So again, we could have circumvented that if it was just like, no, the Terminator would just send back to jerk off his younger self. That would have been a much better plot. Yeah. So, Bobby, I give you a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Good observation, Bobby. Yeah. Good yep. Good job, Bobby. <laughs> Ian, you got any last words? Yeah, bro. I think I got a nice little uh, metaphor for the show to kind of put a bow on this thing. Once upon a time, there was a smart science dude, and he used to crush, like, mad puss until one day... His legs got like fucked up and shit. Mm -hmm. So he ends up in a wheelchair, but he's got this kick-ass wife. She's changing his diapers and shit. And they got this little family going and it was pretty awesome. But then over time she starts like cheating on him. She's got a little side piece. And then he gets this hot nurse and she starts jacking him off and things are looking good. And then 
the nurse has got this other dude that she's fucking on the side. It's like, I'm going to make you this kick-ass voice box. It's going to make you talk like a robot. And then the, the wife leaves, so he gets another wife. And it just gets bigger and bigger, and there's more people fucking. And it gets pretty fucking crazy and out of control. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I forgot the guy's name, but, but our podcast is a lot like that. It started out with just a few of us, three of us, just doing our thing. And then we, mm-hmm. we had Stefan, then rest in power, Clint. And right. then we got a couple local guests, and then it got to be some people from out of state. And then the COVID shit happened. We went remote. And then we just started getting fucking people from all over the place. Mm-hmm. And we've had probably like, what, shit, 75 Hundred guests. I mean, I, I can't even keep counting. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a conservative estimate. Seventy five hundred guests sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I mean seventy five two. I said seventy five or hundred, but yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. I thought you said seventy five. You didn't enunciate the or. It was kind of yeah. like yeah, you know yeah, the number version of you saying naked. Yeah. The point point being that uh, I th- I think it was Stephen Hawking. I think that's what I was talking about earlier. But yeah, our little baby turns a hundred today. Centennial. Oh, that's adorable. Ian is way more sentimental about this than I think either of us are. Well, I'm I'm, I'm very sentimental about it now that I hear all these uh, allusions to Stephen Hawking. I didn't oh. know we were so close. Give us a good wine cry, Carlos. <laughs> that's not that's, wait, wait, that, that's, that's that's actually not... that's just what I sound like when I come. Yeah, I was gonna say that was uh, several different kinds of wrong. <laughs> well, in any case, we made it to a hundred. I think that's uh, pretty good, right? No, yeah, it counts for something. That. If nothing else, everybody, thank you for listening to the podcast for a hundred episodes. I doubt most of you have listened to all one hundred. We're gonna take a break after this for just a couple of weeks, but that will give you some time to listen to the hundred episodes that we have recorded before this. So we're giving you some time to catch up, but we still appreciate you for listening. And uh, if you like the podcast, just tell your friends. It doesn't cost you a single penny. You can just tell your friends, hey, there's this podcast that I dig. You guys should listen to it too. If you want to take it into the next level, you can uh, check us out on Patreon at themshits.com. Do we still have themshits.com, Bobby? We do, yeah. Until GoDaddy checks the credit card on file. We have <laughs> Until they realize that the credit card is expired. <laughs> Otherwise, you can hit us up on patreon.com slash Comedy or on any of other social media. We're on Facebook, Necklace Comedy, Twitter, at Pod, Instagram, at Comedy. Thank you for listening for the last two seasons. We'll see you on season three. Lock your cat. Walk your cat. I am the Winter Bread Pinball Guy. Put that on my tombstone.